I started to I, I started to get tired towards the end of the movie, and then <laughs> then those those pieces made me really angry, and then I woke up a little bit more. Uh, you, you mean the the end of the movie just perked you right back up again? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it perked up my WTF uh, part of my brain. Yeah, you know, we're we're good. We're we probably shouldn't start at the end, but. Uh, just, just, just because it's something that you and I have both recently sat through, uh, it, it perfectly encapsulates, um, I think my feelings towards many of the changes that he has made in that they're basically almost all terrible. Uh, all of the cleanup stuff I'm totally fine with. I don't care about that. He could do more cleanup stuff. It's just, (laughs) it's just that, that all of this nonsense and it's just, uh, it just, it boggles my mind why he does it. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. The, the things that were added in here make no sense. I mean, I guess they make sense if you uh, wrote and were involved in creating all six of them. But, like, considering that we're going in order now, and I, it's been a long time since I've seen the prequels, all of these random planets they cut to, it's like, I don't know what that is, and I don't care what that is. Like, what? what and first of all, who sent the message to all of those other planets? To be excited, uh, it's just so bad. Well, the dumb thing is, the we see Coruscant, which is the first time you see it in all of Star Wars, before the prequels, you see it here, um, in the special edition version of the film. It wasn't there in the 80s, it was only added in the special edition in, what was it, 98, 97? I don't remember, it doesn't matter, he changed it a bunch of times, but it was still there, it's still there now. And it doesn't which even look like... Uh... Coruscant or that's the uh the city with the skyscrapers and the flying cars um but there were like six of them like six flying cars no like six planets where people were cheering and shooting off fireworks and stuff yeah i know but i was talking about specifically that one that's the first time we see that one (laughs) i couldn't tell the difference between any of them like one's green and one's orange and well one has skyscrapers dan all right and the orange one is bespin you saw that in the last in the, what we did last week. Apparently, I did. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, because you know the mining colony, it totally super cares about what happened. It, it doesn't make any sense. Like uh, they, it, it, what, what he cuts away to there at the end. I like. I just don't get it. It's it's like that's not what the celebration is about. Like where did they get confetti? What's what's what's, <laughs> what's happening? Yeah. Uh, did you get my other uh, message in the Slack? Did, was this movie ever released in stereo? Uh, yes. That was okay. a, I, I didn't know why you had asked me that, because that was a weird question. I, they, I they've all been released because, in stereo. Okay, because the um, the additions of the those terrible CG aliens singing in Jabba's Palace, they did some very uh, CG stereo kind of things, where like the, the little protruding mouth thing came like right at the camera once or twice, and then there was some other... Uh, flying floaty bits that were very near the lens, or it's like that doesn't make any sense unless they were trying to do a stupid stereo. Oh, 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 oh! I thought you were talking about stereo audio. No, <laughs> no, stereo three like, D. Sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, no. This was this uh, was converted to three D, but after they did all of that stuff. Hmm. Um, what was it like three or four years ago? Lucas converted all of the first three ones. I can't remember if he did the prequel or not. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Stereo D did it. It looks like <laughs> crap. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Stereo D. Uh, I know that I deeply respect that you cut out and painted all of this stuff, and it must have been a total pain, but I, I'm not going to go sit through a post-conversion version of Star Wars from the 80s that's been rehashed 5,000 times. 
Yeah, there were just a couple of the CG aliens that were, uh, I mean, they were clearly added in the special edition because they didn't match anything and they were terrible, but they were just doing some very like, I'm going to get really close to the camera for this one quick little shot thing. You know, those the stupid gags that everyone throws into stereo 3D movies every now and then. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, there's, there's one really jarring one, Beowulf. Um, well, one. Uh, there, but the one that always comes to mind is when there's this guy who has this spear and he points it like right at the camera and it's like taking up like three quarters of the view. So if you're watching it in 2D, you're just like, why would you frame a shot like this? And if you're watching, <laughs> exactly. and if you're watching it in 3D, you're like, oh my God, my brain hurts. Uh, because it, it comes so far out of, uh, out of the, the screen plane. It, it, it doesn't, let's not, let's not focus on. <laughs> So focus on these things. Well, um, I never, I never saw Beowulf, and I apologize. I'll send you, I'll send you a residual check directly. My favorite thing about Beowulf is that I got a uh, Beowulf pint glass. Uh, the, the crew got those. It's nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, is it similar to the one that uh, Beowulf used in the movie? No, because that was different. <laughs> also, he was drinking mead, and I don't want mead. Mead's gross. Did he have one of those things with the lid on it where you, you hit the little thumb thing and it opens? Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it was literally a pint glass. Like, you know, the... Yeah, I know. The trapezoidal kind where yeah. it's like wider at the top and then smaller at the bottom. You know. <sighs> Speaking of uh, geometric shapes, what's with all of the uh, hexagonal uh, mat lines around the Millennium Falcon? That's interesting in this one. They're not square. They're, they're hexagonal. They saved a little bit of space. I don't know. You didn't notice those ones? No. <laughs> All right. You, I, you, I, I like watching the space battle at the end. Like whatever. It's a good battle. It's just it's it's full yeah. of mat lines. And they're all funny shapes, and they yeah. jump between different shapes like in, in one shot. Well, that's because they had to mat out different things because the camera was flying past a stationary model. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's how they did it back in the day. You had a completely <laughs> static model, and then a computer controlled camera would do multiple passes flying past something. Uh, in order to generate all the mats as well as the lighting passes that they needed. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. It's technology. You're so full of hate. Um, <laughs> so the the uh, uh, so full of hate. I'm gonna cut your hand off. No, but it's it's. I mean, I still think that the the end battle with all the ships going. It, it's it's actually pretty amazing considering every single one of those things had to be individually photographed and put together. Uh, so that is a huge pain in the butt, <laughs> uh, for multiple passes for each of them. Yeah, and it, it was all done with a uh, Vista vision. So it's a big format to work with. Very expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just watched, uh, what was that that you linked to it a while ago? It was the, the, the series that's now on YouTube of all like the how stuff was made or whatever movie, movie magic. magic or something. Yeah. yeah. I watched the, uh, the, the star Wars one of that was, I can't remember. Was that uh Jedi or was it empire when they were showing, they they gave a brief description about how they combined all of the things with the optical printer. Oh, I don't know. I didn't go back and watch the movie magic ones that I linked to yet. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> there's one in there. I was just where, excited they were there. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's one in there where they explore. I think it's uh, Jedi, where he's he's talking about how yeah they were all separate pieces and they had to be put together. And if there's a mistake in one, you got to go back and start over and blah blah blah. Yeah, so that stuff. It's, it's very true. They use the same technique on uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation, and uh, they had uh, Lavar Burton explain it uh, for reading Rainbow. So, you know, there's that. That's yeah. that's how I first heard about it. Mm-hmm. Back in the it's, day, it's Star Trek. Uh, this is a <laughs> different Star property. Yeah. Although uh, I was surprised. I don't know if you saw the other thing that I had retweeted about uh, the uh, 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 behind the scenes little featurette thing they did for marketing. 
um, back in the 80s with uh, Leonard Nimoy uh, as the, the host of a, a little uh, marketing package for Star Wars. Did you see that? I did not. When was uh, that? So that was, I don't know, maybe tweeted like a week or two ago. Uh, I'll find it for the show notes. But um, that, that I always found comical because, uh, you know, Star Trek and Star Wars. So that, there's yeah. that. I mean, you know, it's uh, the star properties. They got to stick together. Mm-hmm. They're uh, brothers in star space. I, I actually just saw, it was like a Burger King commercial or something the other day, but it was like an episode seven tie-in commercial that had BB-8 and one of the other characters running around some uh, Imperial ship is what it looked like trying to hack into a computer or something. But they're they're already doing their little cross-promotional tie-ins with other brands oh yeah delightful. they've been doing that for like a month now there's a duracell commercial that's been going around <laughs> and my favorite thing about that was uh it had been suggested that there's a spoiler in it and i was like what are you talking about like it's like two kids with lightsabers and some stormtroopers and crap oh um, right i saw that one yeah yeah and then it was it, it, then it was like oh but you don't understand one of the people is dressed like da 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 and we don't know that da 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 and it was just like ah come on uh, it's just marketing materials. Like <laughs> they're not familiar how commercials work, where the, the wardrobe person on the day probably said, "Like you guys look too similar. You'll you're, you'll wear this outfit and you'll wear that one." Or the kid just like really wanted to wear. Yeah, one I don't. Other. I don't even think they need to market this movie, but whatever. No, they really don't. No, I mean, because it's it's one of those things where it's just like if you don't know this movie is coming out, then you're never gonna see it. Like if you if you are uh, so if you have your head so buried in the Tatooine sand or. <laughs> other miscellaneous desert planet then then you you may might not even care about that you know oh god speaking of desert planets yeah let's talk about the beginning of this movie <laughs> uh so at the end of empire strikes back uh well uh sorry the 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 actual actual beginning of this movie has nothing to do with deserts the actual beginning has to do with a star destroyer and a shuttle coming out and tie fighters it looks really neat and then it flies off towards uh a painting of the death star and uh they they go to a small uh closer up painting of the death star and then there's some tie fighters and stuff and then they land it's very dramatic um and it's uh vader and he's all talking about how they got to be on schedule for things you know cuz He's got his Gantt chart with him, and he's, yeah, he's, uh, he's the he's the regional manager of that particular area, and he's got to make sure they're on track. Yeah, he's uh, he, he's he's going through all of his agile uh, stuff. <laughs> they're going to do Scrum later. I don't I don't know how it works, uh, but anyway, they 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 have their they have their uh, you know project milestones that they need to reach, uh, and uh, that's that's it's just lovely. Like I like that scene because there's also like the the terror that we see flicker across the poor british actor's face that has like four lines in this film um so uh you know that the, there's that and we we finally get the sense that maybe we'll see the emperor in person in this series of three yeah, movies he's, <laughs> he, he's showing up to, to oversee uh the, the the death star being built because he's very disappointed with the progress like we got in the uh, the opening crawl which I, I'm I'm continually shocked by how much information they give away in the opening crawl. So uh, Luke is headed to, to Tatooine to, to rescue Han because, uh, you know, carbonite and such. Uh, and the Empire is building a new Death Star, which is supposed to be bigger and badder than the previous one, although we're not entirely clear how or why. Uh, and then, uh, the, the, and then we go to regional manager Vader who shows up and he menaces a, a British man in a suit, uh, telling him to, to get their stuff together. And of course they're going to double down their efforts because, um, you know, they, they're scared of the emperor basically. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd be scared of him too. I mean, he he, he looks pretty messed up, and uh, oh, yeah, the way he talks, you know, it's a little spooky. Because he has an accent or something? No, because he 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 talks like he's gonna like steal your soul or something. Like he's 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 not a nice old man, Dan. <laughs> uh, sure. Okay. Um. So anyway, that that happens, and then we go to the desert planet, and the desert planet, we get uh C three PO and R two D two wandering up to <laughs> just uh, running around in the desert by themselves. I mean, like I we get to eventually that there is a a, a reason behind the fact that they're running around in the desert, but like I, I thought it was just kind of funny to cut in on them just wandering the desert. Like, oh, they're they're, they're lost in the sand again. That's nice. Yeah, it ties it all together. Uh. You know, it's a callback. And uh, so they're there. And uh, one of the things that I always find interesting about this is if you think about it, uh, at the end of Empire Strikes Back, uh, Lando and uh, and Chewbacca took the Millennium Falcon off and they were going to go find Han and, um, you know, rescue him from Jabba. Uh, and C-3PO even references that. And he's, he's like, oh, poor... Uh, Lando and Chewbacca never return from this awful place, and yet only one of them's there, and he's in disguise. And then the other one is like hanging out for another part of the plan uh, that is unfolding somehow. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. And you, and you can tell it's Lando there in disguise because we see him, and then he slowly pulls his mask down so we can see the rest of his face, so the audience knows it's Lando. And I bang my head against the wall because why? Well, I mean, if you're a little kid, you might not have picked up <laughs> that it was just Lando's eyes. So now you can uh, really see it's Lando. It has has the, the, the series officially been appropriated by children at this point in time? Uh, Dan. Hmm? I, I don't know if you know this, but basically George Lucas made all of his money off of merchandising. So yes, well, yeah, right, I know, it's all about like, the kids. You know, as we talked about the previous movie, there were some adult themes on whether we want to talk about, again, how uh, serious or dramatic it was compared to other movies. Not necessarily, but... You know, the, if you're trying to, you know, treat the audience like they were adults in in any regard, this is not the way to do it. Yeah, no. And uh, uh, Scott Williams, uh, Swilliams, is in our chat room of the live broadcast, and he is going off about how this plan is. And <laughs> I, I, I told him to to hold his horses, but he he is not holding horses. He's he those horses are going uh, maximum speed. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, the the point the you know the the droids are, are going into Jabba's place to deliver a message, which you know another it's a message, so it's going to be a hologram of uh, Luke saying, uh, "Hey, I want to I want to barter with you. I want I want Han, and uh, you know just as a sign of good faith, uh, here's some droids. They're yours now." And uh, you know Jabba keeps them, but he basically says, "No, no deal." Uh, but but it turns out it was a ruse. The uh, the droids were there, so R two could smuggle in uh, Luke's lightsaber, which will come into use shortly. But uh, yeah, as as Sully has pointed out, um, Luke just kind of walks in anyway. So he could have just like had his lightsaber on him in general, because as soon as he walks in, and there's uh, the big pigmen with their uh, axe sticks things or whatever, uh, who try to stop him, he just force force chokes him and throws him against the wall or whatever, and he keeps walking. Yeah, well. <sighs> it, this, this this plan is not good on multiple levels because it also involves leia <laughs> oh yeah well she, she was the first one to come in yeah. so she she brings chewbacca in and uh tries to collect the bounty uh from jabba and you know to, to prove that she's 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 one of the kind uh one of the the right kind of people she demands like twice the bounty and uh jabba says no and offers more money anyway 
And then uh, she takes it and they party or whatever. And then she like very clumsily, loudly sneaks through the middle of this room while everyone's supposedly sleeping and lets Han out of the carbonite freeze. But oh no, everyone's hiding behind a wall and they, they catch her and uh, yeah, they throw Han into a jail cell with Chewie now, which is nice because, you know, they can reunite him with his uh, co-conspirator and uh, Leia becomes a slave. So sure good plan there this is uh, it just it, like it just makes it makes no sense on any level why you would go through all this effort because you're putting all of these people in additional risk uh like i could understand if it was like oh we're giving job the benefit of the doubt and maybe he'll change his mind maybe it'll be reasonable but then you still lost your droids as presence you've still lost uh uh potentially leia you've still lost uh chewbacca like are you gonna barter for all of these people back now this is a ridiculous plan <laughs> No, the plan is to get them all in the same room uh, so they can just sort of uh, wing it once they all see each other again. It, it It's not a good plan. <laughs> it's not a good plan. No, no. It, 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 it also involved... Uh, I mean, just, just planning this out so that he knew that he would get his lightsaber and then be able to rescue everybody without them being injured. The number of people who also died as, like, bystanders in the process, it's just ridiculous. It's absurd. Um, because, I mean, I don't know if you noticed this, Dad, but there were a lot of people on that sail barge. And not all of them were terrible people. What about the blue piano guy? I mean, <laughs> why did he have to die? Why did you, you have to the, kill the blue the guy piano who, guy? Who had the squishy face and nose thing? Yeah, yeah. He, yeah he's, he's just like jamming away. I mean, what did he do? He wasn't like a gangster. He was a musician. He, he was died an for artist. His art. He died for his art. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's <laughs> what happens when you get in and uh, play piano for the wrong crowd. Uh, he was kind of adorable, though, I gotta say. He's, he's probably one of my famous char- uh, favorite characters. But there are so many of those, you know, uh, Jabba's little... I don't know what you would call his little uh, den of debauchery or whatever in there, but it's full of just random, weird-looking aliens for no particular reason. And uh, did did you happen to notice, by the way, um, that when the droids came in, like there's this weird sort of shot where it's like over the shoulder of all of the aliens because you can see him coming around the corner, and then 3PO goes down some stairs, but since R2 can't go downstairs, he kind of just like goes off the set and then is like he happens to be down below like they just kind of have two r2s and they just kind of do like some sleight of hand because he can't go down the stairs no i don't really care yeah okay i'm just saying it happened okay well do you notice that when the droids are in the uh room to be processed by the other droids uh that there's the (laughs) that that scene is so stupid it is it is so absurd because there's that the the like garbage can one who's upside down on the torture (laughs) thing they're burning his feet he's made of metal and they're heating his feet up and he's he's screaming but it doesn't even touch his feet (laughs) it drives me it drives me up the wall because it it touches his feet for a brief moment like like uh like if it was uh like uh a part of like the pirates of the caribbean ride at disneyland or something that's what it would look like Uh, because there is like an eighth of an inch to an inch gap at times, and there's just steam coming out of little tiny holes that are in the bottom <laughs> of his feet. And it's just like, I can see what this is. Like, yeah. if you're going to do something like that, you need to change the camera angle so we're not looking right at what the trick is. <laughs> Apparently, uh, hot metal plus hot metal equals steam, too, by the way. Maybe maybe the robots just got really sweaty feet or something, and that's why there's so much steam shooting out of them. Oh, maybe he has those little pads on his feet so he can cool off the brand before it touches his feet, so that way he doesn't get... Uh, severely damaged like that that's that's why he has them they're they're for emergencies uh like torture Um, maybe maybe he just has uh like weird flat feet and he's got some shoals insoles or something that he picked up at walgreens and uh they're frying him which is which is unfortunate because a custom orthotic is actually pretty expensive it doesn't make any sense and (laughs) and and there's that other robot who's just like 
Uh, I have need for you and the master's sailing barge. You'll soon learn some respect. That 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 guy. Uh, yeah, he's, girl, he's, like, he's like a snidely whiplash robot or something. Yeah, it's just like, what was the point of this whole scene? Um, and uh, I know we're supposed to like feel like terror about the situation that the droids are in, but I do not. I've never found that scene like intimidating on any level, even when I was a child. So many of these puppets and those robots in particular, they feel very 1983 kind of Muppety, just like very Muppety. Oh, well, they, I mean, they basically were. Uh, and uh, we, uh, but that's not even like the most offensive part of the whole palace entourage. We have uh, the musical scene um, and all of the people involved with that, because uh, that wasn't originally that way. <laughs> No, no. I, I watched it back. Like the the, the CG, um, I don't know what would you call it? the main singer of the band that is in this horrible version that is CG is is the same sort of character design that was in the original one, uh, at least according to the YouTube video I saw. But mm-hmm. uh, much more articulate and singing a, a much more upbeat jazzy jam uh, for for Jabba that the, uh, the the green girl with the, the the hair things is dancing around to, and then you've got the. Uh, what would you call that other thing? He's kind of like a like a hedgehog cockroach thing who's doing the backing vocals for her. Uh, I was going to say like a guinea pig with long legs, but yeah, I, I, <laughs> that's, the, that's pretty good. The important part is we get a close up on CG saliva that was done in 1998, uh, <laughs> and the hair shading is not very good. But you know, I mean, this is the top, 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 top of the line for when it was made. The problem is that it was a little on the bleeding edge. And so it does not work very well to push it this far and then revisit it 20 years later. Uh, it's, it's, not, it's not holding up super well. Uh, I mean, the rod puppet that was in the original version of this does not hold up super well either. If you go back and watch that, you're like, no, oh, look. It's a little laughable to watch, but at least it matches puppet. with everything else. Yes, exactly. I think that's the part that is the most jarring is that the, the changes here stick out so much and call attention to themselves uh because like the makeup for the additional backup singers like that's also like a 1990s like very smooth very polished look to what they did there as opposed to all of the other alien makeup there which is like mostly just brown mud um (laughs) so i I don't understand what he was thinking but he was just like yeah we just we totally just crammed in all this stuff and then there are all these other like little shots that are inside of the palace where they're like showing just like a wall or like a certain angle or something. And they just added some green screen alien in the foreground, some, some little thing walking around. And it's like, why did you put all this stuff in here? Like there's random, like floating, like baseball sized Chrome droids floating around in this, in the air too, which is just like, Oh cool. There's more stuff now. I I mean, I know he's looked at it a lot, so he's probably bored by it, (laughs) but it it doesn't help to just add these things. I don't feel like it, 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 it. It's not like a net positive. It's like you know you're making a soup, and then at some point you got lost, and you're no longer making that one particular kind of soup. You're no longer making your baked potato soup. All of a sudden, you're making baked potato soup plus chicken noodle plus corn chowder plus uh, tortilla plus uh, just a little bit of pho because you were just feeling something that day. It just doesn't make any sense why why he adds all of these things which don't like mesh well into the scene. Uh, did you have lunch at Paradise Bakery today or something? No, 
Okay. Do they have all of those things? Is it co- have, does it come in a bread bowl? <laughs> they they do have the bread bowl option, oh. with the exception of uh, I believe they have all of the soups that you just you just described. But um, well, you should get yeah. it all together. I'm sure it would be delicious, just like I'm this sure movie. I'm sure it would be delightful. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from the fact that the CG doesn't match, you know, like uh, you pointed out, he he changed the song. It's it's a much more like uh, hip, catchy, jazzy, like you know, uh, Jabba in the House Band kind of late night show kind of groove thing going on there. Uh, which is it? It's an entertaining song, I guess, but the the, the CG uh, <laughs> you say, you. the uh, the CG uh, monsters look terrible, and I guess you couldn't just change the music and have. Well, you could probably change the music and have the old uh, old puppety thing there because you, it, its mouth was like you know an inch and a half. It was like an anteater mouth, so you couldn't really tell what it was singing. Anyway, uh, that whole thing is a big mess. It's just I guess they're meant to uh to show how they get down and how they party and uh you know they get a little wild sometimes and when when the dancer starts to get a little uh uh lippy back to jobby he drops her into the uh the rancor pit and then they all just watch which well, is and they added extra bits to that it was originally she just went down the hole and that was it and it closed back up but they they added the whole thing of her like looking pensive and like oh no something's coming it's just like why did you why did you need to elaborate on this process. I, I just, I don't understand. He, I mean, he just can't, he, he has to like follow it through to be so literal sometimes with things. It's like, we can, we can figure out what happens when someone goes off screen and like starts screaming. Like <laughs> it, it's, it's something bad happened. I, well, I mean, obviously they don't even show the rancor. No. So yeah, it's still all yeah. uh, inferred anyway. Uh, I didn't realize that that extra shot had been added. Uh, it was unnecessary, but maybe it's there to make us, feel a little extra sad because we can see how sad and desperate she is which is I, I i don't feel like it heightened the drama for me at all no um, no particular and uh you know it, we have the whole thing when luke goes down there and fights the rancor um and i like the rancor puppet i mean i, I know that it looks like a puppet <laughs> but you know at least it doesn't look like 1998 cg um so at least he didn't replace it with that. But yeah, it's a puppet. Phil Tippett was, had his hand all up in its butt and was moving around some rods to control it. And they shot it with some sped up film. Um, so the scale of it would seem different. And so it's, it's interesting. Um, now there's uh, some stuff when he's like reaching and grabbing for things where uh, originally you could like see through parts of things and there are giant black lines around the edges of the hands uh it, it's better uh than it was it's not totally integrated um no, it's very much like the old king kong movies where like a big hand would come through and then like a, a jib arm would lift somebody up off the ground and they're not really holding the person it's just uh kind of looks like it yeah but i like the i like the motion of what it's doing like when it like slurps the pig guard in yeah. you know like like it's got that like extra little like chomp as like the legs go in last, it's 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 really nice. I like I like what they did with it. It's a it's a good little flair. Uh, yeah, I I like I I hate the I hate the squealy pig men. They're terrible. Yeah, well, Phil Tippett also designed those. Uh, they're just, I mean, like let's design a uh, a guard for the building who's ugly and fat and stupid and will get eaten mostly and just sort of uh, embarrassed by being pushed around by the force. Uh, pig men with uh, sticks. Well, my favorite thing about them is that uh, they were not originally technically designed for this. Like, they didn't have the screenplay nailed down, so they were just, like, making things and showing George maquettes. 
And so then they were sort of like all fit into the story with certain roles that they did. <laughs> uh, so that's how you got your pigmen as guards. Um, and I never found them particularly threatening, mostly because they were short. Uh, <laughs> and they don't seem to have, well, they're not fast. Uh, and they don't seem to be able to reach anything. So maybe if you have like a high concentration of them, then it would be threatening because it'd be hard for you to move around to get between them. But <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I don't, I, I never found them uh, like terrifying in, in any capacity. No, um, they're, they're, they're like mall cops, but yeah. uh, it gets eaten in the, uh, in the Rancor pit there. And then, you know, Luke is, he's kind of an idiot because he grabs his, like the bone, like he's going to like hit him like a baseball bat or something. And then he doesn't even take a swing. He just like gets picked up. No, but that then... was that was his plan was to get picked up and then like wedge the the bone in. <laughs> it didn't look like it when he first grabbed it. Well, and that's was holding why it like that's, a baseball that's why bat. that's why he didn't swing it, Dan, because it uh, wasn't his plan to swing it. His plan was to put it in. Okay, so he does that, and then it like freaks him out for a minute, and then he he, he runs away. Yeah, the dumb the part was the... he crawled underneath the rock, and then he hit a, the rancor's <laughs> hand with another rock. That was the dumb part. Oh yeah, part. That, that that looked like it really hurt the rancor with its its big like nails and uh, bony hands. And yeah, stuff. yeah, totally. It, it was funny. It just like reels back, like it's the worst thing in the world. It's like, what, did it have like a sore there? <laughs> like, it what? just got its nails done. How <laughs> dare you? Uh, it's a very sensitive cuticle. Um, so <laughs> he. He reels back, and then uh, Luke runs all the way over to the other side, and then, oh no, the door is actually locked, because why, why wouldn't it be, really? Because it's a caged animal. Um, but uh, so he's, he, then he figures out he'll throw the foam rock next to him against the button on the other side, and then it'll close the thing, and it does, and it kills the Rancor, and it's like, yay, more death. Good job, Luke. It was a great plan. <laughs> why, why was that button there? Does the Rancor have, its, uh, have the ability to open and close its door whenever it feels like it? No, I assume it's in the event of an emergency. Um, unfortunately, I don't think it was this particular emergency. It was probably there for. Mm. Uh. And then it's always struck me as an odd note. Like I get that it's there for a little bit of humor or something, but it's always struck me as an odd note that they have the like the rancor owner, oh yeah, the, the guy fat guy, and get, yeah, get, get all sad and like put his head on the other guy's shoulder and you know sad that he lost his pet or something. Like that's that's genuinely a bummer. But then you're like, wait, it's this big monster thing that was going to just eat people. So that's. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I didn't mean that in a derogatory way. Like, he's he's just a larger gentleman. But uh, his costuming was a little, like, comedic because it doesn't really... He's just a guy, like a total <laughs> normal human person um, who's shirtless and crying. Uh, mm-hmm. so it's and a, dirty. Don't forget dirty. Yes. And who has, like, I don't know, like a bear skin or deer skin or something, like, hanging off the top of his head. It Like, it, it, it just... It never really worked out for me what why they chose to focus on that uh, particular scene. And so, I mean, that's there. And then it's just like, okay, so now I'm going to execute you on the sailing barge. Uh, yeah, damn. you done messed up now. We're going to go, uh, we're going to go throw you into the little shop of horrors pit. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's more threatening now because we put a CG beak in it. Why? 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 The CG beak looks so dumb. It really does. I... I don't appreciate it. I don't think it adds anything. I don't think it makes it more threatening than it was before. I thought it was scarier before. I really did. Mm-hmm. Where it was just sort of like that passive hole with all of the teeth and stuff on the side. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's mostly because it sort of moves around in such a cartoony way uh, that it doesn't seem like it's this big 
impassive thing that will just eat you. Uh, that that it seems like it's like sort of like scrounging around for stuff now. Um, so may, may, maybe yeah, I, I I just don't care for it because I don't think it's integrated very well. And like no. there's the whole thing where he's like eating things with the beak now, and it, it, it just it's weird. And there's like the uh, they needed to have the burp in after he eats Boba Fett, uh, and they couldn't leave the beak in for that. So the beak just goes away for that one shot. <laughs> and it's just like what was the point? Do you, you really feel like it adds something to have something that's there in almost every shot except that one? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the the beak itself is also, it's like very rounded and it doesn't look particularly sharp in terms no. of, you know, like the way beaks kind of look on birds and stuff. It's just, uh, it's just weird looking for, I, I, I don't know, I don't know. I, it's, it was very distracting. Like, I didn't remember that that had been put in. Maybe I hadn't seen this particular version, but... Uh, no, that was, that's was that been in there since the special edition since the 90s. Well, I, the, I, did, I did not enjoy looking yeah. at it. And uh, there there is... There's the whole thing with the sailing barge, and it's just like, why? I don't, I don't understand. This is such an elaborate, dumb way to kill somebody. Uh, but... Whatever. Well, he's got to figure out how to kill a bunch of people now because uh, Luke bested the Rancor. And, uh, so just you know, shoot they, him. Shoot they, they, him on the spot. They, they captured Leia and <laughs> Han has been unfrozen even though he's blind because he's got hibernation sickness, which is apparently a thing. You have and, hibernation uh, sickness. Yeah, that's... Uh, your vision that's, will... Re- your eyesight will return in time. I, I want to get one of those masks. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but and you know they got Chewie and they got the droids or whatever they want to get rid of them. Well, I guess they, he he keeps the droids, but he's he's got to kill everybody and you know he, he'd rather just sweep them all off of a, a diving board into the desert. So you know, although he does go watch the festivities, maybe he's just really bored. Ah, uh, I, I I assume everything he does is because he's really bored because he doesn't have anything else to do. There's no TV. Um, but the but but he's a he's a very big, scary, threatening gangster according to the crawl. Uh, according to when we saw him slither around in episode four, <laughs> get stepped on. Oh yeah, did you want to? Did you want to talk about that and follow up? Because you were talking about we 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 looked at the the photos. Oh, that yeah. They redid him twice. Yeah, there was there was a CG Jabba the first time, which was really really uh, not not great looking and orange and weird. And then they they redid him again to the other version that had the the very dark shadows as as you described it. Yeah. Uh Meh. Uh, so, anyway, we've got a puppet. This is the only time you see Jabba, and he's a puppet. Um, and it was the first time, chronologically speaking, in the history of our universe. Uh, but, but not the first in, a, in the history of a galaxy far, far away. But, uh, so, anyway, he can't really move around a lot, and he's got, like, one eye that kind of goes off to the side, and, like, they blink at different rates, um, and his arms just kind of, like, flop around, and it took seven, pe- seven people to operate him. Um, so it's, it's, it's an interesting puppet. Uh, and he's, he's got this sailing barge where he sits inside and can't see out of the shuttered windows, I guess. Um, and he has, uh, dancers and stuff that he makes wear skimpy metal clothing and sleep with him. Um, I, I'm, I'm not entirely clear and I don't really want to know. Uh, like whether or not anything happened between <laughs> Leia and Jabba, because that just makes Luke's plan even stupider. Because uh, that that's disgusting, um, and not, not that I'm judging that sort of thing as like a uh, committed, loving relationship 
in reality, but just <laughs> between just, a woman and a giant slug. Yeah, but but in this particular context, it's super not not cool. No, uh, I, I I I think he's he's just about trophies. I don't think he's that kind of oh, slug. Good. I really don't want to know. I <laughs> I'm glad they didn't really like define that relationship for us because that's disgusting. Uh, and so they have the the stuff and he's got to walk a plank because why not it's the desert you gotta have a plank and <laughs> a, very, a, a very springy plank no less yeah for bouncing and uh <laughs> it's, a, it's a good place to uh to do like a triple gainer into the sand or to nod very knowingly to a lot of people yeah and to give it like a hand gesture uh and to have your dramatic music cues while you're cutting around to different angles um so <laughs> They, they Last do all chance, that. Uh, give up or die, uh, which is you know it's it's one of those things where the hero looks like he's at his at his end. He's about to be killed. He's he's been bested by the bad guys, but he's still. I know better. I'm gonna I'm gonna destroy you if you don't give up now. I got you right where I want you, even though it looks like I'm about to die. And then turns out he 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 drops down and grabs the board and does a flip, and then R two shoots his lightsaber up in the air and he starts killing everybody, and you know chaos ensues. Yeah, and I don't want to really dwell on this because nothing they're doing really makes a ton of sense. And all of the gangsters basically look like idiots, uh, especially <laughs> uh, Boba Fett, who's supposed to be a top-tier mercenary. Yeah, he um, flies down to the little uh, diving board ship, and then uh, blind Han accidentally hits him in the jetpack with a stick, and he goes flying off the side. Yeah, I mean, he gets the most cartoon death out of everyone here. Uh, but my favorite part is... When he takes off and he hits the railing with his feet, because he's kind of flying sideways, but not not really like up or anything. Uh, and then when he lands on the thing, and then he just slowly raises his blaster and do- doesn't fire, just waits to get that chopped off, uh, and then doesn't do anything else other than fire the little like cord. And it's like just punch him or something. Like what are you what are you doing? This is a ridiculous plan. <laughs> uh, and it's it's just absurd. It's absolutely absurd. And the way he dies is so ridiculous, and he falls into the Sarlacc pit. And yet, the fan reaction to this was to be so upset about it and to make this whole history of like how he's the most amazing bounty hunter that's ever existed. And there's a whole like comic book series about Boba Fett <laughs> after this where he like clawed his way out of the Sarlacc pit because he's such a such a uh, uh, an amazing bounty hunter. That he's so so great at everything. And it's like, I see nothing in this film that <laughs> yeah. indicates to me that he is good at anything. Or the previous one. What did he do? He just, he did the, he hid in the trash thing. Well, he hid in the trash. Uh, and then he took off in a ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, he's and not he, as... And he didn't disintegrate anybody because he wasn't supposed to. Right. So, he's uh, capable of listening. And he has a jetpack. And he has a cool outfit. He probably has a cool outfit. That's probably why people were bummed when he died. Yeah. Oh, no, I think his outfit's, like, really neat, especially the helmet. But uh, I don't know how you can see out of it, but it's pretty cool looking. Yeah. You'd think you want a bounty hunter who could, like, see things he was shooting at, but whatever. I'm sure it helps. I'm sure there's a heads-up display full of all kinds of amazing information um, or something. Uh, but anyway. He's Iron Man. He's got, the, he's got a nice heads-up display in there. But... Uh, uh, no, that, all the while, that's, that's what Lucas should have added. <laughs> it, it, an interior helmet shot of uh, Boba Fett where he's looking around and he's got like the targeting system and like Jarvis talking to him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that would be amazing. You know, <sighs> somebody could probably do uh, a mashup where they they cut those two th- the movies together since uh, 
the looking out of the helmet heads up display stuff in Iron Man doesn't have Tony Stark's face in it. It's just I, uh, so grumpy. Um, so the they they have this whole thing happen. Uh, Leia strangles and kills Jabba the Hutt uh, by herself, and uh, with, the, with the chain that was restraining her, which. Um, if you could do that, what are you waiting for? Like, he was sleeping earlier. Why would you not? Well, I mean, there were all those other people who probably would have stopped her because <laughs> Jabba was their meal ticket. But I mean, they didn't seem particularly... Well, they, uh... they, had, they, had, uh, they had bigger slugs to fry because um, they, they're, they're <laughs> you know, being attacked by one guy on a thing over there and, like, his friends who weren't really, like, super armed and, like, one of them's hanging off into a sand pit. Uh, mm. So, you know, there's that. I mean... I, I bet f- uh, fried slugs is probably a delicacy around there. Mm, yeah. Like escargot. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, anyway... This whole thing happens. She gets up to the top deck and looks like, aim the blaster or whatever at the deck and blows up the whole thing and they swing off very dramatically. Don't forget, oh. he gets shot in the hand, so we can see that he's a robot hand. And uh, well, I guess before that, he's he's running around hitting everybody with his lightsaber, and uh, everyone's sort of just you know pretending to fall down. Uh, nobody like loses a limb, or there's no blood or anything. It's all just sort of like I'm gonna hit you with this stick, and then you're gonna fall down, and it's gonna look like we're having a real battle. And, oh, uh, there are so many. In the hand. There are so many like gifs of this of people fighting at this. The fight choreography is so bad, and there are like a couple shots where like I think there's one where like Luke swings a lightsaber at somebody and they just like jump backwards or something like that like it doesn't even hit them uh yeah, I, I, the one that i've seen is on the uh the diving board ship where he like throws a, a fist or a, a kick or something and it goes nowhere near oh somebody yeah, and, like, yeah just yeah. jump off the side yeah that's the the kick one's my favorite it's like three <laughs> feet from the guy uh it, it, like it, it was it was very lazily shot uh for the action here and uh uh, uh what a mess <laughs> it, so they get off down to the other operational uh, plank ship uh, that wasn't destroyed, and then they get out of there while the whole barge full of all those people explodes. So, amazing plan that resulted in like what fifty deaths, sixty deaths. Yeah, good, good job, Luke. Including the fluffy blue dude who was just you know playing the jazz piano. Yes, according to the chat room, the uh, the creature's name is Max Rebo. Um, so there's that for all of oh, you he- uh, trading card collectors out there. Wasn't Max he? Uh, wasn't Rebo. he the band leader for Conan for a while? It's, it's a different Max. That was a joke. Okay, um, <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't have been the person to ask, but sure, yes, probably mm. wasn't the blue puppet. Uh, but the uh, they they get out of there and they get back to the Falcon, which I don't know where they had that this whole entire time because Lando had it and Chewbacca had it, but then they got separated as part of this ridiculous plan. But the, uh, they, they, they go off in their own little direction. And then Luke, uh, tells R2, they're going back to Dagobah and, you know, R2 says some stuff that doesn't track with the console again, <laughs> again, again, it's just like, you're making all of these ridiculous changes, George Lucas. Hey, could you just track this text on this console? That's all I'm asking. Oh, I also like how Luke put his orange suit back on just to fly the ship. Like, I guess it's good that he, um, He's he's down with the tradition or whatever you know the the, the representing with the 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 rebel garb, um, but he you know he had a he already had his little black outfit on. He could have just kept that on while he was flying. But you know it, it's it's like you know when they used to have driving suits and stuff. You know, 
Or, or is it just like a like the orange safety vest, so you, you're highly visible, so somebody doesn't crash into you in space? Oh, maybe it's like flame retardant or something, so that it doesn't you know burst into flames like a you know, like a NASCAR thing. Maybe he has uh, promotional patches on the back that he's obligated to wear. I don't know, Dan. It doesn't it doesn't matter. <laughs> sure. Okay. And then uh, he, he's going off to uh, see a friend, uh, an old friend who he made a promise to, or something. So, is this supposed to be uh, three years after the previous film? Like, is it supposed to be like the actual real time? I, I, well, I don't. You keep asking me. This is the second time you've asked me that question. Oh, did I? Ask I have no it, idea. Uh, you well, asked me that last week. I have no clue. <laughs> T- time because, has passed. Know, uh hans and carbonite and he's he's being used uh to as decoration on the wall he's been there for a while but uh not too long for leia to move on uh she's she's still into him and they go, they go find him and all that fun stuff but i i'm just trying to figure out what the time scale is here because uh um you know yoda is a little worse for wear when once he goes and finds him and uh he, he seemed better off last time unless he just caught like you know dagobah pneumonia or something well, I mean, he's 900 years old, Dan. Well, he seemed a lot better off in the previous movie. Okay, well, sometimes people are feeling great, and then sometimes people are not feeling great. You can just you can just up and die, Dan. Mm. You got to live every moment like it's like it's your your last Dagobah moment on Dagobah. I, I don't know. It's not really an exciting place to be, but whatever. He chose to retire there. Uh, <laughs> That's all it was his tiny home on Dagobah. Yeah, according to uh, oh god, tiny homes. Uh, according <laughs> according to Williams in the chat room, it's one year after Empire. Yeah. Um, See, you know the thing is, um, maybe that was his parents' swamp, and he didn't have a mortgage, so it was a good place to hang out. Okay. <laughs> mm, yeah. Just. What? Just. Maybe uh, maybe one of the, the, the new movies can address uh, Yoda's parents. I, w- I would very much like to see how Yoda grew up. No, I, no that's, not, that's not even chronological. Well, they can go back. They can go back. In flashbacks, we'll just have a series of flashbacks that explains Yoda's upbringing 900 years ago. Sure. When he's a little tadpole or whatever. <laughs> he's not actually a frog. You know that, right? I know. I know. Okay. It's, it's not easy being green, though. Uh, so... They they have the you know the thing and he's he's all making stew or something with a kettle or whatever like I don't know why the kettle's on if he feels like he's he's going to croak uh, another frog reference but he he does <laughs> he does get a couple of words out and then crawls into his bed and it's all like oh you know there is another Skywalker it's gonna be the last thing I say to you because uh, it's good timing it's really what you want to do you want to focus on that last uh, and never mention it at all to him like write out a postcard or you know use a communicator or anything just just never bring it up um so there's that well it's it's okay that he didn't really bring it up that frequently because uh when luke leaves uh after yoda fades out presumably becoming more powerful than we could imagine uh he he goes out to find r2 working on the x-wing again because you know um, spaceship repair is a hobby of everyone in, in this universe. And uh, Obi-Wan's ghost is there, and he decides to elaborate on the another Skywalker. And, uh, you know, it, it was very important that we keep you guys uh, separate because uh, Vader would attract you down or something, and we had to keep your sister anonymous. And then Luke immediately knows it's Leia. He's like, and Obi-Wan's like, damn it. Did I give it away? What, what did I do? I said anonymous. I, I'm, not, I'm not. He's got a terrible poker face, but uh, Luke apparently immediately guesses who it is. Yeah, and I mean the audience could kind of guess it too, so it'd be kind well, of dumb could. if you needed. Luke's a little slower than we are, apparently. I am, but um, 
the the one weird thing is that he he also gets confirmation again from Obi-Wan that uh Vader is his father. Um cuz Yoda he confronts Yoda about it and Yoda has has the whole thing re-explains it. And then he goes out and he talks to Ben about it again. And it's just like we we just had this conversation. But uh you yes, know Yes, he's your father. Um your training is over, but you're not officially a Jedi until you confront Vader for some reason. He's just making up these rules. This, is, <laughs> this doesn't sound like normal rules. Cause He's like, I'm about to die. I'm just going to screw with this guy as much as I can and just say whatever I feel like saying. Cause, yeah. You know, why and, not? And then, and then when he talks to Obi-Wan about it, it's like, oh, when I first met your father, he was a great pilot. <laughs> I, just, I flash back to, <laughs> to, to my experience watching another Star Wars movie. And, All those uh, scenes where he's doing those weird like uh, dives, like um, Fifth Element style through the fog, and he's just... Uh, Obi-Wan's kind of like yelling at him to stop driving like a crazy person. No, that's in the second one. The first one, like when he first met him, he was already a great pilot. And you know what that was? Now this is pod racing. That's the that's the first time Obi-Wan met Anakin? Yes. Pod racing? We're, we'll get to that <laughs> next week, I think. Pod racing. Yeah. Remember pod racing, Dan? Um, so, uh, I, I'm pretty sure I remember some McDonald's commemorative cups that had pod racing on them. Oh, uh, well, it was all the rage. Uh, it was the style of the time. <laughs> so the so many young children were inspired to grow up and be pod racers. I know. Unfortunately, pod racing was banned in the Empire. And nobody ever brought it up ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, uh, Luke was like, I don't have any fond memories of that anymore. Uh, 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 Vader's like, it's banned now. No more of that. Um, no, but uh, it's ridiculous. Uh, so the they have that whole thing, and then there's the I thought I could train him, you know, as well as Yoda could. I took it upon myself, and it's like no, you didn't. Qui Gon did, and he dumped the kid on you and told you you had to do it. And it's just like ah, oh, this movie, this other movie that did these things, like it, it just messes this all up. Because uh, I, I I I I like this explanation better than the other thing that we saw later on that came first, apparently. Because uh, then it just makes this into more, I guess sort of half truths or lies or like it's true well at a certain you know point how of view. old people sort of exaggerate when they get older and they you know they they, they rewrite history uh to their to their liking you know it's it's that bruce springsteen song glory days oh dear dan um so they <laughs> they have the conversation or whatever and luke, luke is gonna go do the thing and the stuff and whatever and so there's the rebel fleet you know and stuff and things and uh they're having their their rebel meeting uh, where you organize all of your people together into a room for your holographic projector to mm-hmm. fire up and uh, your lady that you've never seen before to explain some exposition to you. M- many people died for this exposition. Bothans. Uh, Bothans, Dan. Don't you sure. remember? Aren't Bothans the most important thing you've ever thought of in your <laughs> entire life? And don't you feel so bad for those Bothans that died? What, are, what is a Bothan? I was trying <laughs> to figure out what, what the actual word she said was. Um, <laughs> But uh, you know, there's there's General General Lando who's now in charge, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it's much better than specific Lando. <laughs> oh my god, you're the worst! Um, but he, he and Han are very very chummy uh, and very happy to see each other. For uh, I, I guess at some point they had their their um, discussion about what happened back on uh, Cloud City. I guess it was a long ride back to the Rebel fleet or something. Cause they they had time, time to, like, arm wrestle or something about it, and then they, they, they're all settled? 
Yeah, last time he saw him, <laughs> it didn't go so well. <laughs> he froze him, and Carbonite handed him over to uh, Pony Hunter. So, so there's that. But, but they're they're very chummy now. And yeah. then uh, you know, Han basically said, uh, "Oh, how do you know they didn't ask me?" And I turned him down. And then, of course, he's now a general too, uh, Gen- General Solo, so, which mm-hmm. is nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, he he's all like, "Oh, you must have." He's like, "You must have been out of your mind or whatever to take the uh, the fleet job." And then he's like, oh, yeah, my strike force team or whatever, but I don't have my command crew for the shuttle. It's just, it's a nice little, ah, ha, ha. So he's doing something just as ridiculous. And then, of course, just like how you organize any strike team, that everybody just volunteers for it in the middle of the meeting. You call, you got me. I'm in. Don't forget about me. What's up? I'll ask you. I'll talk to you about it later. Don't worry about it, Leia. Um, and, like, it, it, nobody asked the droids. Nobody asked 3PO or R2-D2 what they wanted to do. I, f- well, I feel like there is a civil rights issue that has been unaddressed in Star Wars. <laughs> Robot civil rights? Yeah. Hmm. It's poor guys. Always well, having I mean, to do do things and fight stuff and they, they are, open doors. Uh, they are property to be used as gifts, apparently. And then, you know, all it takes is a, a restraining bolt and they, they lose all their free will. I'm I, not a huge fan. I mean, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, these are so cool and I'd like to have one. And then now it's like, oh, I understand the deeper ramifications of... Uh, owning another sentient being, and I wouldn't want to do <laughs> Intentured that. Intentured robot servitude? Yeah, it's messed up. Like Maybe but, I'd have one as a friend or something. I'd be like, hey, do you want to come over and hang out? And they'd say no, and I'd be like, oh, that's cool. I understand that you're making choices for yourself. <laughs> you're an incredibly well-adjusted droid owner. <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> so, so, that's, uh, uh, <clears throat> droid okay, friend, so, not droid owner, Dan. Uh, droid companion? You can, companion can you really, them, you don't own them? Can you really own anything, Dan? Um... <laughs> The droids you own end up owning you. Uh, <laughs> That's another movie that Merlin hates. No, I don't. Let's let's. Where are we? So there's a meeting. <laughs> they, they have they have the Death Star thing. They say it doesn't have any weapons yet because they're still building it. Uh, because it's in pieces, uh, you know, uh, well, it's I'm just not like, entirely sure that's the best way to build, um, a Death Star, by the way, but, uh, you know, it's, it's partially built and it, it's defenseless, but it's got a big shield around it, which is, is coming from the, the, the nearby, uh, moon planet Endor. Yeah. The forest moon of Endor. Yeah. There you go. When I was a kid, I thought they were saying farthest and I was like, farthest from what? And <laughs> but he says forest. Uh, so, which explains a lot cause you know, there's trees, uh, and it has one climate, just like every other planet in Star Wars. <laughs> the mono It's either a giant snowball or a giant ball of trees. Or desert. Sure. Yeah. There there is no like <laughs> no planet with microclimates. There's there's no like appellation for growing certain kind of grapes. Like <laughs> it, Well see yeah. see back when they made these movies, the computer was only capable of making perfect spheres, so there was no change in elevation on the planet, so all of the environment around the entire planet is the same. Yeah, but there's the axis it rotates on relative to the uh, solar body that it's near. Hmm. Also, it's a moon of some planet, but we don't see the planet. Did they, did they have uh, local space and world space back in uh, 1983? I don't think they had the computer <laughs> concept for that yet, maybe. Or maybe they did. I don't know. And we've lost all of our listeners. Okay, so anyway, uh, they, they're, they're planning for their crew. Uh, General Solo needs his, uh, his little command crew, and Luke pops back up. He's like, hey, guys, I'm here. Let me help you out. And he has this very awkward moment where he just stares at Leia, and she goes, what? Like, do I have food on my face or something? And he says, uh, ask me again sometime, or, you know, something yeah. uh, some, something to put it off, because he can't just be like, hey, I'm here, everybody. Oh, by the way, you're my sister. Let's do this thing. Yeah. Well, let me explain this to you in, uh, I don't know. 
a day, day and a half, two days, whatever it is. It's ridiculous. Uh, but they uh, were on a special mission up in a giant tree. But uh, so they have they 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 have this briefing and stuff, and they go down and they're going to board their shuttles and whatever. And at some point, I can't remember exactly, uh, the Emperor uh, makes his way over to the Death Star, and they have the big parade of TIE fighters flying around. Um, it seems pretty wasteful, if you ask me, if you're expecting everybody to be working. Uh, and uh, he lands his shuttle um, and comes out, and there is a huge bunch of stormtroopers and people that do things, pencil pushers and stuff, and they're all they're all there to greet him. And he comes out, and he's got the really cool Imperial Guard that come out, and they're all in their red things that don't actually tactically make any sense because there's no shoulder movement that they have with that on. And it's just a giant piece of cloth. So again, you're just swimming around in cloth with the inability to move your shoulders. But whatever, they're 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 really neat looking. Uh, and they're able to fulfill their duties of standing next to the elevator and then going and hiding behind the elevator when told. Yeah, I mean that's good as, as as long as they didn't restrict their movement there. I guess that's all you really need out of your imperial guard. Uh, it does seem that the the emperor might be capable of maybe defending himself in some capacity uh but but we'll get to that later uh so the emperor comes out and you know he's 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 all happy he's just a chill happy guy right now uh you know everything's ahead of schedule and a plus just really good job gold stars everybody yep you did good you did good all of you get bonuses you know (laughs) you you get life day off you get life day off we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna capture your kid because uh, he's around here somewhere, and we're gonna turn him to the dark side, and it's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so on, and then uh, and then and then uh, the the plan for uh, thwarting um, the Death Star, as we, as we found out in the previous scene, is that they have an old uh, shuttle, which is very similar to Darth Vader's shuttle. Uh, that they're going to use to fly on down to Endor, and then they're going to sabotage the sealed generator. Um, and, you know, we get, uh, it's an old code, but it checks out, and uh, fly casual, and all of those good lines, and none of the black levels match up. Uh, and for some reason, uh, v- Vader knows <laughs> exactly what's going on, so as soon as there's a little bit of confusion over the uh, the code, he-, he goes over to the guy uh, who- who's checking out the codes, and he, sa- he-, he asks uh, if they have a security code. Which is apparently uh, not outside the scope of Darth Vader's uh, work uh, is, is to to micromanage security codes for landing on Endor, uh, and then he says, uh, "Let him do it," because I can tell the Luke's on there. And Luke goes like, "Oh crap! I forgot that he can totally sense me and like telepathically talk to me and stuff." Even though they don't telepathically talk, uh, Vader knows he's on the ship, and he's like, "You know what? Let him go down there. Let's, we're going to ambush him because I know he's on that ship, and that's the whole plan anyway." Yeah. Only somehow the Emperor doesn't feel his presence in the force and it does seem that vader is sort of shielding him in some capacity from the emperor or sensing him or something anyway that's the accusation palpatine goes on that, to make that later. nice passive aggressive line yeah it's strange that i have not um so anywho uh they go down and they land their shuttle and their crew gets out and then they're like uh-oh we came across our first patrol let's not mess this one up and then they mess it up. Uh, <laughs> steps on a stick and <laughs> makes a sound. And then they're fighting. And then they're, uh, they're, it's a speeder chase. And uh, one of my favorite lines um, is when they first hop on the, the speeder to go chase down the, uh, the stormtrooper who fled. Um, Luke and Leia are on the same one. And, uh, you know, 
so they don't radio ahead and, and alert all of the other stormtroopers that they're in a chase, uh, Luke tells Leia to jam their comm link by pushing the center button on the uh, the speeder, which is um, it's an interesting universal control, uh, particularly because uh, Luke is very familiar with where it is positioned. Well, I mean, obviously they had they had briefings on these these things for you know tactical reasons. Yeah, but who builds a uh, jam my own radio comm button into their motorcycle? Well, it's in case somebody steals one and tries to use the radio. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they wouldn't have the the motorcycle security code to get past uh, the the barricade. So that's just anyway. So th- that's <laughs> the reason why they can now fight one on one in the forest. Rather than just have that guy who escaped immediately call for help and be like, hey, guys, there's rebels down here. Come down and destroy everybody. Yeah, yeah. And fortunately, they don't happen across any other patrols. Oh, wait, they do. Um, but the uh, it's a really cool sequence. And uh, uh, the inventor of the Steadicam shot it, uh, you know. <laughs> Why did you say it like that? Because it was just, it's prestigious. They had him. They had that oh, you, guy. You said it like you were unimpressed, the inventor of the Steadicam. No, I'm totally impressed. He invented it. The Steadicam. And then he shot it himself <laughs> in the woods. And it's, he, very, it's very old school uh, uh, filming technique. That was also in the... Um, well, he uh, invented the, the filming technique. So what yeah, do you I mean know. it's old school? No, 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 no. no. The <laughs> filming technique of like one exposure every like 30 seconds or whatever to capture for the... Uh, to make it look like they're going fast. But that was also in your little um, YouTube movie magic whatever thing. Yeah. And uh, so they... they he, he basically walked through the, the forest on like a hidden path. Oh, although you can kind of see it. Uh, and shot the whole thing with the Steadicam, and then they have the all the optical stuff of where they c- put Luke and Leia over that, and then they have the puppets, of course, where they pose them and take shots of them with this sped up footage as well. Um, so, it, 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 I mean, you know, I'm not going to say that anyone should or would do something like this these days, but you know, I mean, just the technical consideration of what they did, I think, is impressive. Fair. Yeah. And uh, the, there's all that that happens. And then, you know, a guy hits a tree and uh, another one <laughs> hits another tree uh, and stuff. And people explode and uh, Leia does like a somersault off of hers because she made too sharp a turret or something. It was going to hit a tree. And uh, she knocks herself out for a little while. And uh, an Ewok finds her sleeping in the forest. And this is our first Ewok. Our first Ewok. He's uh, he's an adorable little fuzzy brown bear with uh, horrible, uh, disgusting-looking eyeballs and teeth and lips and weird stuff. Uh, he's supposed to look like a Shih Tzu. <laughs> Is that what he's designed after? Yeah, like their faces. They're supposed to look like Shih Tzus. Okay. Uh, uh, he's adorable except for like the weird, creepy lips and teeth. Ah, uh, you're in a fun. <laughs> uh, I, I like the way they walk. They kind of have that like weird little wobble thing going on. Well, I mean... If you were, if you were inside of a giant bear costume stuffed into the woods, <laughs> see, how, like a, see how great you walk. <laughs> bubble wrap wrapped around your legs to make it look like they were eight inches thick or something. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, totally. But um, you know, he's he's very skeptical of Leia. She offers him food. She takes off her, her hat, and he's freaked out by the hat. Even though, I, well, I don't know. I mean, obviously, the universal gesture for uh, when you're trying to befriend someone is to offer them a piece of whatever food rations you're eating and a, a, a trope that is oft repeated. Um, and, but you know, I, I always wonder, it's just like, you really shouldn't do that. Cause like, what if he has a, what if he has a peanut allergy or something like yeah, there are no dietary concerns in this? Like she doesn't even bother to ask, like, are, are, are you allergic to anything? Yeah. I mean, 
what, what if this had just like up and killed him? If, like all <laughs> of a sudden, he would have got into anaphylactic shock. And died. <laughs> <laughs> she would have started another war against the Ewok. Ah, uh, this is—it's just—it's a little thoughtlessness right there. You know, she's just lucky. That's what she is. She's lucky that you know it didn't—it didn't kill our poor little friend. Um, and he has a name, and I always forget what his name is. <laughs> And it's played by uh, the same actor who you are familiar with from some other films. Dan, do you want to guess? Uh, is this Kenny Baker? No. Kenny Baker oh, is R2-D2. Yeah, he also plays Paplu. Oh. Uh, well, this one isn't Paplu. Oh, okay. I don't know then. Uh, who's who's in this one? Uh, I'll give you a clue. Willow. Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Willow. You've never seen Willow? I, I'm familiar with it. I don't You're know if I've ever seen You're familiar with Willow. It. I'm familiar with Willow, yeah. Uh, it had that morph shot in it. It's got the little guy, and uh, there's uh, some magic and stuff. Oh, my God, Dan. It's a Ron Howard movie, isn't it? <sighs> what, what, what in our conversations in history would lead you to believe that I had seen Willow? I don't know. I just thought you were a kid at some point and you saw things <laughs> on TV I, or whatever. Y- yeah, but, you know, the, the type of things that Del I Kilmer's haven't have not it. seen. You like Val Kilmer? He is? I'm giving you a second to look it up. No, I'm not, I'm not, not going to do that. You don't even care? I'm not, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, you're just like, screw it. <laughs> uh, you know, it's... Uh, I always get it mixed up with um, The Hobbit. Was there a live-action Hobbit or just the animated Hobbit around the same time? Uh, oh, there was only that animated one that um, uh, uh, Ralph Bakshi did. That one's weird. Mm. I don't like it. But uh, no, but yeah, yeah, Val Kilmer is actually, you know, a very important character in the Willow movie and Warwick Davis. And, and so they're there. Oh, uh, Val Kilmer is not in Star Wars, though. So, But you're saying uh, Warwick Davis is the... Uh... Is Willow? Who... No, no, <laughs> yes. no in, 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 is... Is, is who's, the in, Ewok. who's in Who's in Return of the Jedi? The Ewok. Who's Willow? <laughs> this is not going well. <laughs> not at all. We got who's, all who's of this first? <laughs> Pop Lou. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, what, I'm going to find out who Paplu is, and then you can you can why, tell the audience why, what happens. Why next. are you looking up who Paplu is? <laughs> because I can. It's a good name. Uh, <laughs> so you just like the name? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Okay. Oh, it's Wicket. That's that's the name. Oh, that one. All right. Wait, is he the one that dies? Or... He, no, he's not. No, Wicket doesn't die. He befriends Leia. And he's also in the Ewok made for TV movie. So. Okay. Well, there there are many many pictures uh, on Google Images of Paplu. He's got a little stick, a little, little leather belt thing. Okay. Anyway, I think we've spent an awful lot about it. <laughs> I'll have a lot of time on this total nonsense. Uh, but but they meet each other and befriend each other, and there's stormtroopers, and there's stuff, and then the stormtroopers are knocked out, and then uh, he leads her off into the woods somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, there's like there's uh, th- there's the random uh, stormtrooper sniper who's shooting at him, and they hide, and then while they're looking around trying to figure out where the sniper is, one just sneaks up right behind her. And captures her, but the Ewok is small, so he hides under the log and hits him in the leg, and then Leia knocks him out with a, the stick, and then they uh, they escape. Yeah, just nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, 
Luke goes back and he's like, oh, I, I thought she was going to walk back here. And it's like, I thought she was with you. And it's like, uh-oh. And so then they, they go off into the woods looking for her and they come across her stuff and the broken speeders and R2 can't detect her. Uh, and uh, <laughs> there's a dead animal on a stick. Yeah. And Chewie's apparently hungry. So he grabs it and they're all caught in a net. Yeah. And uh, then R2-D2 uses the buzzsaw on one side, but then it cuts somehow all of the other sides, and they fall, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. They fall to the ground. Um, it's, a, it's a very long drop. But uh, then they come across the Ewoks themselves, and they're semi-threatening, quasi-threatening. They captured them. They, yeah. they, they tied them to sticks. They're going to set them on fire and cook them, because apparently they're... Uh, but, but more importantly, Dan... Do, oh, do you, I can't forget that three uh, uh, PO appar- apparently is is god to them. Yes, a god. I, I, I'm not sure if they're polytheistic or monothe- monotheistic or whatever. But but yes, a god. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they they put him in a nice uh, a nice chair that they made out of sticks, mm-hmm. and uh, they they worship him. And uh, you know, there's some funny banter going back and forth about like get him to untie us and stuff, and uh, or you'll use your magic, or you'll use your magic, and you know. Uh, Han is very sort of annoyed that three uh, PO is in this position of power, uh, and he says, "You know, uh, you know, you'll, you'll do the magic thing. Tell me you'll be, you'll be angry and you'll use your magic." And they just ignore him, and then uh, Luke makes his chair float, and he's freaking out, screaming and yelling or whatever. But apparently, yeah. it freaks the uh, the Ewoks out enough to let him go. You think you think C three PO could figure out exactly where this <laughs> the source of this was? But I guess it's probably not the Jedi Knight who is accompanying them. Um, so. <laughs> They, uh, but you know, there's a couple of like comedic moments. Like I didn't know I had it in me. Uh, and, uh, you know, R2D2, uh, is, uh, uh, released and falls forward and hits himself on the ground and they push him back up and then he, uh, starts tasing them. Um, cause he's cranky about that. And then he befriends a uh, wicket there. So that's good. Yeah. And then the, they're all hanging out in, in a tent or something. And, uh, 3PO is, Telling them all of the the tales of of all of their adventures from uh, movies past, and you know, re- it's regaling... really it's really good. They're not on any kind of schedule, <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, uh, it, it's good they had to sort of win him over. I mean, they were probably hungry or something, so they were just telling stories over dinner. And three PO didn't need to eat because he's a robot. But the, at the end of this, the the net result is that they are now part of the tribe because. Uh, they all hung out in a tent together and, I don't know, smoked a peace pipe or something, and they, they told stories or something. So uh, now they're all part of the tribe. You, you should not appropriate those things. Um, so anyway, they they did the things with the stuff. The, uh, there's one one line that really just drives me up a wall, and that's the, that guy's wise, moderately sure, um, where they do the really sped-up cartoon, like, um, almost like Warner Brothers gopher things, and it's just like, why, why did... Why did you do that? It makes me grumpy. Like, they, wait, 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 which part now? The 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 Ewoks talk to each other. You didn't notice that in English. One of them says that guy's wise, and the other one says moderately sure. <laughs> I did not notice that. No, oh, it's really fast and it's stupid. And it's well, only... was it intended to not sound like English because it was sped up? No, you... no, no, no. It was intended to sound like English. So it, anyway, you can go look that up later. It's dumb. Um, and, uh, it was in the original, by the way, it wasn't, hmm. wasn't a stupid edition later. It was, it was, it was added, ah, grumpy. Um, and so they, 
They're part of the tribe, but then mm-hmm. uh, Luke is sitting by the window, and he's sad, so he goes off out on the balcony to sulk, and then Leia goes after him, and then they have their awkward talk about how they're actually uh, related. Yeah, and it's really weird, because we've seen the other two movies. Um, and what also makes it super-duper weird is the delivery of some of these lines. Uh they, they try to dance around it in kind of like an elegant way where Luke sort of like leads her to the discovery on her own. But like, you're going to have this conversation, just like maybe be upfront about it. Don't like, I don't know, don't like dangle it above her head. Like it's, it's something to be solved as like a mystery or something. Well, and then but, there's the whole thing with the, you know, tell me about your real mother. And then, you know, there's the a couple of lines there about like, Oh, she was beautiful and what and sad. And I don't remember much about her. And it's like, well, I know why you don't remember much about her because <laughs> she immediately died. But, uh, maybe you remember some things that you think you remember, but you probably don't. But, uh, anyway, uh, they, they have that conversation and they exchange that stuff. And then he's like, I need to go face Vader. Because he knows I'm here. So the best way to make sure that you guys are safe is for me to go. I, I don't know. Um, he's he's going to do the thing he did in the previous movie is to, to make sure everyone else is safe. He's just going to, like, go turn himself in. Yes. And so he goes to turn himself in to Vader. Uh, and they, they found him in the woods. And he was carrying only this. And he hands him the lightsaber. Oh, I'm skipping over one of my favorite moments, which is where the Emperor tells... Uh, Vader to go wait on the other side of the the moon with the fleet and stuff, and then uh, he's, he's, he says he will come to me, and it's just like why why, <laughs> why did you say it like that? Uh, but but anyway, I, I just wanted to mention that because it, it it's something that always makes me laugh is that one well, particular it, line delivery from James Earl Jones there. It, it's very peculiar, but it's very clearly there because uh, it's there to show us that the Emperor is scheming and he's ahead of everyone else and he's smart and even Darth Vader is not privy to his uh his underhanded schemes. Yeah, plans within plans. It's a reference yeah. to something else. But um <laughs> a uh, certain movie called Dune which was uh, uh directed based on a book by, by um it was a Frank Herbert's book but directed by David Lynch who was uh, in the running for <laughs> director of this film uh as we've previously mentioned. So yeah, good thing that didn't happen. But uh, you know, I think I may have changed my position. I kind of would have liked to see David Lynch's. You think uh, it would be that. more serious in tone than, I than think, what Ralph Markham did? I think it may have been. I'm not. I'm. You know, I'm not even going to say it. Not even going to say it. Um. Well, now I want to know what it is that you're not saying. I was going to say it may have been more interesting. Oh, oh snap. <laughs> I don't find the, the the directing in this movie particularly adept. No. Oh, well, uh, apparently Lucas praised uh, the director that he settled on after everybody else passed up, up the job. Um, uh, he, 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 he said that he was very good with people. Um, <laughs> so. I mean, there's just a lot of, uh, I you know, there, there are different approaches to directing, but like a lot of the... The, the acting is a separate thing. The stuff that bugs me is all of the weird staging. Like, you know, the there's there's a lot of just weird angles. Like the the scene just a minute ago when Luke and Leia are talking. There, there's some very weird angles, and then it, it gets it gets very wide again. And then we cut to this random other weird place where we see Han coming in, who is just sort of like hiding in the shadow and waiting for Luke to walk off. And it's just it's kind of staged like a stage play in instances. And it's just it doesn't use the camera very well in some places. Well, I, find I think. I'll 
lot of that is also the different uh, director of photography on this one who if memory serves had been on like a bunch of old style Hollywood films um, and not like the previous director of photography on empire um, who went on to do more uh, I would say modern takes on, on stuff. So there's that. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, whatever the reason may be, it's just in terms of cinematic directing, I didn't really find this uh, on par with, Empire or Star Wars, I don't know, the first one maybe. I, I, I don't know. It's just it, it, there, there were a lot of things in it that bothered me. But anyway, beside the point. Yeah. Uh, th- this is also like that scene where I talked about it. It's the first of uh, Han kind of coming out and being like, what's that all about between you two? And her going like, nothing, don't worry about it. Instead of apparently explaining it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Which would have saved everyone <laughs> a lot of grief. It would have, yeah. But yeah. Uh, you know, it's just one more little uh, OU kind of thing to reveal later once we, we get to the end of the movie. But um, yeah. oh. so he, turns, he turns himself into Vader, and he's he's super confident. He's basically like, uh, you know, you're not going to take me to the Emperor because there's good in you. I've, I've felt the good in you, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I can save you. Like, well, join me, and then we'll uh, everything will be fine again because you're my dad, and uh, it's all good, bro. Yeah, there's good in you. I've sensed the feels. Um, so there's there's a lot of feeling sensing in this just just back and forth just i i sense this and i sense that and i feel search this your feelings and, you got to get that line in there search yeah, your feelings yeah he didn't just, say you know it to be true but he did say the search your feelings part yeah well that happens in the other anyway it doesn't matter it's there's just stuff there's just they just talk about feelings a lot it's just a lot of feelings it's uh all the feels ethereal and mystical mm-hmm. and uh it's 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 enchanted or something. I don't know. But anyway, in the meantime, um, the Han and Leia, they, they've snuck around to the, the back entrance of the, the little bunker there and they're, they're going to sneak in, but there's like six, uh, stormtroopers. But one of the Ewoks decides he's going to go like steal a speeder bike and distract everybody. So he does that. And, uh, Han Solo does the old, like, tap you on the right shoulder and run around to the other side and he chases him around the corner and then they capture him because there's a bunch of rebels over there. Yeah. This is a good plan. And then uh, he gets a little smirk in the shrug. It's, it's nice. It's good trolling there, Han. Um, and they, they get in and they start planting their detonators, which if if this was my plan all along, which, again, this movie is all about people with really weird plans. Um, if this was my plan as the Emperor all along, I probably would have stopped them before they got to the step where they were entering the building with detonators. <laughs> Just to be on the safe side. Because uh, I, I don't think like... that was essential to the planning. Part of this little double cross is that, like, while they're trying to place all of their explosives to blow up the the, the shield generator or whatever, uh, they they get caught. But like, is there just not like an off button? Like, they could have just gone and like thrown a switch at least temporarily, so some of the ships could have gotten through. I I mean I don't I don't. What, what are you asking me for? <laughs> uh, but like, instead of like wasting all of your time running around trying to plant explosives, just walk in and turn it off. Just turn it off. There might not have been an off switch, Dan. I mean. Might be might be like a little more complicated than that with like security codes or clearance or something. Maybe they didn't have the code for it. Mm, I mean, I they could know. just they... plug R two in for like five minutes and they'd figure it out. But uh, but then he might get hit with a blaster and explode and have little flappy things jumping all over the place. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a risk you got to take. Uh, I I actually do like that they did that because they've resorted to having him open things all of the time in all of the other movies. So it's kind of nice that they were just like, oh. Maybe he would get shot in, in this scenario. Um, it's jumping yeah. a little bit ahead, but was that special editionized? Because I don't. It, he looked a little odd when he was zapped, and then like all of his little ports were flapping around. 
No, that's that, that was how it was originally. Oh, huh. well, that was interesting. Okay. Looked weird. Well, it was weird. He just got shot. It was a robot <laughs> who was just shot. Well, he was electrocuted, apparently. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can't just you can't just go untethering devices without uh, unmounting the drive. <laughs> See, that's why I've got that uh, that little app, the the unmount or whatever. You just hit like uh, I, I hit my hyper key space bar, and then it ejects all my drives. Okay, it's it's quick and easy, and uh, you know, because I always forget to unmount my drives. Okay, well, I expect to check from them soon. Uh, and so, <laughs> right, sure, yeah. Uh, just blur should, that I out. Should, and I should check that post. that's like the actual name of them. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No, I don't Something think anyone's like gonna care. No. <laughs> uh, but but yeah. Uh, so Vader takes him to the Emperor, and the Emperor's basically like, "Yeah, I know what you're doing down there. Like this was the plan all along. You're never gonna get out alive, kid, because I got I got you surrounded, and uh, you're gonna watch all your friends get destroyed, and uh, you're gonna join me because you know stuff." Yes. I assure you, we are quite safe from your friends here. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good It's stuff. pretty good. It's pretty good. I like him. Everything has transpired has done so according to my design. Your friends <laughs> down there on the sanctuary moon are walking into a trap, as is your rebel fleet. It was I who allowed the alliance to the location of the Sheed Generator. It is quite safe from your pitiful little band. An entire legion of my best troops awaits them. Oh, I'm afraid the deflector shield will be quite operational when your friends arrive. Did you write that down or you just know it? Uh, I have it memorized by heart, but I was looking at it on screen just to make sure I didn't flub a line. Uh, but <laughs> Performance, exactly. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, how often do you do that? Uh, not the whole thing all the time or anything, but I, I have a lot of Palpatine <laughs> lines memorized. The inflection oh. for how you say deflector sheet like the, the whole thing you gotta you so, gotta do it well while you said that you probably feel like you would relate most to 3po you're actually you you would really rather be the emperor i don't want to be him he's gross looking and then he dies <laughs> c3po <laughs> you, survives the whole thing <laughs> you you enjoy playing him though well i mean he's fun he's he's a, he's an interesting character uh i think anyway i mean don't you find him interesting in this i mean well, he's, he's, he's got he, uh he has so much got, scenery to eat <laughs> He's got hand lightning too. Yeah. Well, but we don't know about that. Well, soon we will. Yes. Well, and also, if you were a kid who grew up seeing these in the wrong order, then you would be like, oh, "This is not a surprise for me at all." <laughs> uh, those poor kids. Yeah, that's the, that's the other thing. Um, again, trying to watch these with uh, that sort of mindset, um, th- this would have been rather surprising when you're like, "Oh, who's this this emperor? He's just this random old guy, and he doesn't even have a lightsaber." And then, oh, I guess he doesn't need one because he's. He's uh, next level uh, badass. Although, yeah. uh, th- that was one thing I was going to ask you. Do they ever say Sith in any of these movies? Yes. Uh, they call Darth Vader a Sith Lord. Um, and there is a lot of really complicated stuff we could get into about... Because I've, I've looked this up because it didn't make any sense. I was like, what actually defines a Sith Lord exactly? And apparently it was like a race that were the Sith. But then like all of these other people were like... The Sith, well, the Sith got like annihilated or something, or exterminated. I don't know under, under what conditions. I don't remember. And then the like other people like adopted what they were doing as like their evil religion and called themselves Sith Lord. It doesn't make any sense. Don't worry about it, Dan. It's not a thing to worry about. <laughs> okay, George Lucas just, just pulled a word out of his ass, and then uh, that was that was it. <laughs> I was just watching this one, and uh, I, I think I, I realized at some point that I'd, I I hadn't heard that word either in this movie, or I didn't know if I had heard it ever. So I, I figured some clarity was worth it. Yeah, uh, they use it more in the prequels than they use it here, but it, it, it's 
just don't don't trouble your unworried little mind about it. Uh, so they they have the the whole thing, and uh, the fleet is arriving with Lando and the uh, uh, Mon Calamari guy. Um, which, by the way, uh, as names for races go, um, that's very George Lucas in terms of naming. Um, he he has a certain way with words that George Lucas. Uh, and so the Mon Calamari guy and everybody else they come out and. Lando's like, oh, I can't get a reading on a shield? What do you mean? And then there's the guy who was in that Venture Brothers episode where they reanimated him from a trading card. Um, <laughs> he's the co-pilot. Uh, <laughs> he's just there, because yeah. uh, I guess they had some extra Muppet heads laying around. Uh, I, 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 it, was, it was weird. It's very strange. Uh, but then they all like pull up, and there's, there's that nice shot of all the ships banking, um, which must have taken forever. And then they, they have the... The, like ships all trying to like i guess turn or something because i don't i don't know and then uh they're like oh star destroyers it's a, it's a trap you know because that's yeah. that's important it's, it's, it's a very it's, good line admiral akbar has it's a trap that's for sure yeah. and then there's a dog fight and uh speaking of other good lines one of them says there's too many of them which you know i guess you got to say in a dog fight to, to to let people know that you're sort of being overwhelmed Hmm. Hmm. well they were overwhelmed those were those yeah. were tie advanced interceptor things and stuff. They, sure, they were they were advanced. They were better than regular ties, although there were regular ties. There were oh, just all the, the, all the, the, the ties. ones with the, uh, the the ones with the bent wings like uh, Vader had. Yeah, the, well, no, those are different because they have the little triangular wings, and the ones that he had it was just sort of like a hexagonal thing. It, anyway, you can go back and look it up later. It doesn't matter. Mm. Sure, sure. So, uh yeah so uh they're fighting up there in the space and then down there on the planet uh they, they're all being captured but the ewoks are uh ambushing everybody and they got hang gliders and they're throwing rocks and there's catapults and stuff and, and arrows and arrows <laughs> you got the little walkers running around blasting everybody and uh Le- war and chaos ensue an entire legion of his best troops just let that sink in just marinate in that for a second. Entire is that what, legion uh, of is, his best troops? Is that what the emperor said? Yes. Mm. That was that was his big threat. Does, does this does this seem like a legion of anyone's best troops? Does it even seem like a legion, really? No, I, you know they did a better job in the prequel of um, you know duplicating stormtroopers. <laughs> Well, at least in the wide shots and stuff too. They they even added some in here on the special editions and stuff. Like you can see the green screen <laughs> one in the extreme close foreground. It, 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 oh yeah, they they uh, they they couldn't pull off the number that they needed for a legion. Maybe they should have changed the line. Maybe they should have been like in a strike force of my best troops. Although that wouldn't have made any sense because they still got their butts handed to them. <laughs> you think uh, at this point they would have had enough um, interest? or uh financial backing to like hire the amount of extras they needed for this hi well uh, this was very expensive i don't remember the exact budget i think it was like 32 million or something in the in 1980 dollars so it was it was kind of expensive uh and george lucas was personally financing it himself like he did for uh empire strikes back um and that's so he could do all the things with the credits and whatever that he wanted to do um and uh because because there's also some stuff where he like uh, shot some B unit or whatever and doesn't take any credit in the things. He's just executive producer. Uh, so, you know, he, he just lent a helping hand. Uh, mm. And, uh, you know, he approved all of the designs for things. Like he, 
he really wanted to have like creative control over the world and then not talk to anyone. (laughs) 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 That's what the other guy was for was talking to people. Uh, so just like with a empire strikes back, but, uh, so yeah, it's, they, they had the whole thing underneath the name of a blue harvest for when they were producing it. Uh, so that they, they wouldn't fall victim to price gouging because they were worried that everyone would realize it was star Wars and then just charge them more money. Oh, Um, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, they probably couldn't get all the extras they wanted because people were just like blue harvest. Screw that. (laughs) I don't want to be in that. I want to be in star Wars. When are they filming that? (laughs) You get to wear a space uniform and run around in a forest. I mean, it was probably difficult enough just to shoot in that forest environment, but still. Yeah. But, uh, so, you know, they're fighting and stuff. And then, uh, back, back up there, we, we, in the, in the space, we find, uh, you know, the emperor reveals that, yeah, the Death Star is half built, but it's fully operational. You want to do that line too? It's, well, it's the half that counts. Um, s- <laughs> No, I'll, I'll, I want to do like every line reading that <laughs> he's, he has. He's, death, he's a Death Star optimist, not pessimist. Mm. It's a Death Star half full, not a Death Star half empty. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Well, a- anyway, uh, it's got where it counts. Uh, and uh, the Death Star uh, blows up one of the cruisers, and uh, this surprises Admiral Akbar with his surprised face. Uh, and everyone's like blinking, and there's lights strobing. And it's just like, what? That thing's operational. Um, and then they're going to be like, well, you know what? Let's let's leave. And then Lando, for some reason, it's like, you know, Han will have that down. We've got to give him more time. And it's like, well, have you talked to him? I don't think <laughs> maybe, you talked to him. Maybe call him on the radio. Yeah, I mean, nothing about the situation is indicated to me that he's even alive. But uh, sure, <laughs> let's go Let's go on a limb there and say, say yeah, why not? Han will totally have this doubt because everything's going so smoothly. Yeah, he searched his feelings and he knows it to be true that Han is still alive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. this is all that matters, really. And then Admiral Akbar is like, yep, yeah, sure. I trust this guy who used to run a cloud mining facility and froze his best friend. Uh, so. uh, oh, God. And then, you know, it's just it's everyone's getting killed. And then there's the really sad shot where the one Ewok, well, both Ewoks sort of get blown up. Yeah. But then one sort of wakes up and the other one's dead. And he, he sits yeah. next to his dead friend all sad. And it's like, oh. Yeah, there's a lot of dead Ewoks. And then... Uh, if, Chewbacca has his Wookiee Tarzan scream while he swings into the the ATST. Um, I don't know why they felt they should have a callback to Tarzan, but they did, and so he gets in. Because forests and stuff. Yeah, same same thing. Galaxy, long time. Yes, sure. Uh, so gets in uh, with a with two Ewoks manning the thing. Uh, it's off to a little rocky start, and they go follow up on one of the other things that's been slaughtering all the Ewoks, and they shoot that thing. And then everybody, all of a sudden, all the tides turn. All of them. All the great tides. And uh, they have all of their <laughs> their hidden, elaborate log weapons. <laughs> they, they, got, they got those at the right height and the right places very quickly. Yeah. I mean, were, was it going so poorly because they needed to lead them closer to where they set up all of their terrible traps? Because that part worked. Because uh, initially, all their traps were like twine. <laughs> <laughs> and like bolas so it wasn't it wasn't like good traps and then they they got to the better traps with the uh the logs that roll down the hill and the thing skitters around and falls and then the other mm-hmm. one where the two logs smash into the sides and it explodes from the inside when the logs tap it because they did it wasn't from the thing it was a, a separate explosive that was rigged inside anyway it was power cells or something yeah sure it's it, 
preemptive. They didn't want it to. They didn't want to turn it over to the Ewoks, so they had to initiate the self destruct. Um, so, <laughs> and, and there, you know, there's the the one with the thing and it putters around uh, with the smoking remains at the top and the legs are still standing, just just like how that normally works. Uh, and some edges around that and sliding. And uh, speaking of sliding, back on the Death Star, um, there's. I don't know if you were paying attention to the star fields behind them, but oh, how could I pay attention to anything <laughs> else other than the star fields? <laughs> oh, they were sliding around so much. It was it was just like I'm looking at them and I'm just like, I know he has the technology for this. Like he's gone through all this trouble with all these digital characters, all these other replacements, and they're still sliding star fields. It's so weird to me. That's Is not it, even remotely the part that bothered the crap out of me. Was it but, the focus? Yes. That's not how lenses work. The Emperor is like four feet away and he's in focus and the background like 25 feet away is out of focus. And yet the stars are in focus. It's like, well, I thought the stars, I thought once something goes out of focus, it's back in at an infinite distance or something. I don't remember. Somebody the, was trying to explain this to me about the way that stars focus and I don't, I don't recall the details. Hyperfocal distance? No, that's, that's a very specific case. No, this is, no, this is incorrect. This is not how Well, I mean, work. everything's hyper in Star Wars, Dan. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the turbo sure. turbo focus. Anyway, um, so- <laughs> this is not how lenses work, and this looks terrible. And it just it, it drives me nuts every time. I, I feel like I'm looking at some sort of like uh, tilt shift lens or like split diopter or something, but it's not. It's just bad. Not supposed to look like that. Uh, it's really the movement that bothers me more. Um, where they, especially when they have the camera move, and then it just sort of like jitters along behind them. Um, well, if they would have composited it correctly, it wouldn't be an issue because the stars <laughs> would be out of focus. And you wouldn't be able to see anything back there. I, I, I just don't. I, of all of the changes, um, maybe, maybe, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where it's just like it's easy for us to critique something so minute as that, but at the same time it's like i don't know why he's adding all of this other stuff and he's got and, like brand new cg dancing singing <laughs> creatures and yet we've got goofy mat lines through the battle and uh yeah back plates that don't have the right focus on it anyway anyway so uh but anyway there's there's more stuff unfolding where you know you want this don't you uh and and, <laughs> and that whole thing yeah. All the lines you picked was that. Yeah. One. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The the emperor is uh, is is goading him to like you know use the hate and stuff. The hate and is swelling in you now. Yeah, swelling. Well, this is good. You, you keep picking the weird lines. Uh, but he, uh, <laughs> he, he he uses the force to grab his lightsaber. Uh, which, if you look in the wide shot, the way they're kind of positioned on the set, he's really like a foot and a half away from just being able to grab it with his hand anyway. But he, he uses the force to pull it off of his chair and swing it. But nope, Vader stops him because this this we're just we're just testing you, just just messing with you, man. Because mm-hmm. there's that nice shot when. You know, he gets the lightsaber and draws it, and Vader draws his, and they cross right over the Emperor, and he's just laughing maniacally, just cackling through his teeth. It's a good shot. Yeah. It's a very iconic shot. Yeah, and then they fight for a while. Mm-hmm. And it, it is a very, actually, kind of decent lightsaber battle compared to some of the previous lightsaber battles. <laughs> Except for the... I, I, I always think it's pretty ridiculous when uh, Vader, like, gets kicked over tumbling backwards on wires <laughs> yeah uh, i he, wish they didn't it's like, do that. it's like he tried to do his like float down the stairs move from the previous movie but he like hit the float button at the wrong time or something yeah he's like ah, ah the whole way down um so, uh that, that 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 is an inelegant uh maneuver uh and they 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 fight and stuff and then 
you know, Luke's like, I'm not gonna, you know, fight you and, uh, you know, don't lower your defenses. And then he jumps up on the catwalk and then Vader's like, well, screw this. I'm not doing that. And then throws it and hits the catwalk. It's like, uh, I don't want to go all the way up there, but fine. Yeah. Uh, so he just, you just, you throw a lightsaber. That's what you gotta do. I guess sometimes you just go, I'm going to take my only weapon and I'll just chuck it across the room it's like a boomerang though he can he can bring it back whenever he wants yeah with the force uh and uh presumably that's what he does because he has it later when he goes looking for him underneath the platform stairwell thing with controls downstairs i don't understand what that's for i don't understand what any of that's for really um but but it's like a control room but i think the emperor just like turned all the lights off because he likes the ambience better yeah he was just like I will use this as my throne room. And everybody's like, but we use this for controlling the, <laughs> no, this is my throne room now. This is where we have Bagel Thursdays, man. You're really putting a damper on it. <laughs> bagel Thursdays. I don't know. Uh, everybody knows it's Fridays, Dan. Um, no, but, no, bagels are more of an early week kind of thing. Like Friday is more of a donut kind of day. Oh, that's true. We do have donuts on Fridays. But uh, anyway. Mm. <laughs> donuts. I had a donut earlier today. Mm. Uh, so they... They do the stuff. Oh, what kind of donuts, Jeff? Uh, it was an apple fritter. That's not really. I. It was at a donut store, and it was. I it know, good. but I, I always call that a. I, I call that a fritter, but uh, more than a donut. I mean, it's like from donut scraps, but you know, <laughs> it was delicious. Mm-hmm. And would you call a bear claw a donut, or would you call uh, it a bear claw? I would call it a bear claw. It's a thing. Okay, well, see, fritters are things too. That's why they call them fritters. Yes. Well, sure. You want to just fritter away your words. Uh, sure. I mean, it's, you know, it, it tasted like, uh, like an apple pie and I'm a fan of apple pie. So, uh, I was good with it. Okay. All right. That's fine. Had actual chunks of apple in it. How'd you like them? Dem apple fritters. I, I enjoyed them quite a lot. Okay. All right. So they, they, they have stuff happening and then down on the planet, they get back to the door and they get R2 over and they do the shooting thing and he goes across and, oh, R2, why do you have to be so brave? Um, and, uh, and Leia gets shot in the arm, and mm-hmm. she's down, and it looks like it looks like they're captured again because all the stormtroopers surround them. But uh, Leia has a gun, and, mm-hmm. and you know, since it was so popular in the previous movie, we get another "I love you" in an "I know." Yeah, and uh, that stormtrooper gets it. Yay! The couple that murders together stays together. Um, so, <laughs> so, well, uh, I, I know, I know, it's self defense. But <laughs> are, are stormtroopers clones at this point, or mm-hmm. is that is that just the previous movies? No, yeah. I I was I I don't know the details of when the switchover happened, but no, they're no no longer clones. They're all hired hired guys. Um, I, I guess there was some sort of like union objection. I don't, I don't know how it works. Uh, but but yeah, they're all hired. Uh, and the would it be a bummer to be like, you know, the the union is out to shut you down because one particular guy who is the clone like took everyone's jobs. It's a it's a really strange scenario. Um, although in this, I guess it would make sense since one of those clones seems as competent as like six of these stormtroopers. Um, but, but, uh, maybe, maybe that's why the emperor miscalculated so badly is that he was assuming that he, that he or they were all up to the, the same, same level they used to be, uh, back in the day, yeah, back in the good old days. Make, still make stormtroopers like they used to. No. Um, so they, they go through the whole thing and Chewie walks up in the ATST and, and he's like, get down here. He's sure she's hurt. Oh, wait. And then he comes up with this other plan. And he's like, I got an idea. And so they call in to the guy. And he's like, oh, 
We'll, s- we'll send out people, and we'll go do the stuff, and we'll go get them. Um, uh, uh, who was the guy that made the fake call? They, they found a guy with the hat on who looked like the other guys with the hats to make the call. That was Han Solo. Was it? Where, where did he get the hat, then? From one of the guys they knocked out inside of I, the thing. I legitimately couldn't tell who it was. I was oh just like, oh, this, somebody in a hat is tricking them. You were the first person who never... <laughs> Maybe I was get that confused. Maybe I was writing something down and I only looked up briefly enough just to catch the uh, glimpse of the like hat. Han Solo. Um, but anyway, so Harrison Ford. He didn't say <laughs> he's in this movie. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> We're winning uh, out here. How, how are, are you? How are you? I, I am star of the silver screen, Harrison Ford, <laughs> disguised. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, when I put this hat on, you can't tell who it is. <laughs> oh dear. Um, so the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they it's, it's re- absurd yeah it's, they trick all the bags and then uh, trick all the bag bad guys and they come out and they capture them and you know the end yes uh and there's much cheering much rejoicing and they go slap on some detonators and then they run 15 feet from the door and then there's this <laughs> giant explosion which takes up the, the whole entire landside um a landscape area they it, model dish explosion uh but, but thank God they were 15 feet away from it. I assume it's because they were at that back entrance or whatever that was further away from that to begin with. But it, it's still, it still always cracks me up since I was a kid. And I was just like, you didn't run that far from, from the giant fireball that engulfed everything. Uh, but they, they took out the shield. And they couldn't detect when the shield was up before, but they can detect the absence of the shield. I don't know how that works. But then they just all go, let's go attack the Death Star now. Maybe uh, the, the shield scrambler uh, was... Uh, generated by the same power generator as the actual shield. Yeah, but if it was scrambling it so they couldn't detect if there wasn't... if there, They couldn't detect that there was a shield. They got no reading on the shield. So how do they have no reading on no reading? What was the change in the reading? Uh, third base. I don't know what you just said. <laughs> well, if they couldn't detect anything before, then how do they detect more than nothing? <laughs> how, do they detect, how do they detect more nothing? Because it should be nothing when it's not there. Well, I, I think it's I think it's the difference between uh, detecting no shield and detecting null. They got no response, which is null. The shield, the shield, the repo- shield was JavaScript. <laughs> the shield, the shield returned to null. And now, instead of zeros and ones, it was it was null. Okay, so uh, they, dear, uh, they they fly into the superstructure, uh, and it's very neat. And I loved this when I was a kid. Um, and it, it, cause you know, you get all these cool corridors and they're like going up and down and past the t- tube things and who knows how any of this stuff works, but <laughs> going through the millennium Falcon shaped gap. Yeah. And they, they have the thing with the light panel things all around why that's lit up. I don't know. Well, um, you know, they're, they're working in there. So there's gotta be a lot of work lights for the people to, to see what they're doing. Yeah. It's very ornate. And so when they get through to the middle, and there's TIE fighters chasing them. Uh, they knock out the radar dish. Um, and, uh, <laughs> oops. And they, they get into the reactor area. Uh, and this is much more dramatic than blowing up the Death Star in the first one. Because, uh, you know, it's not an exhaust pipe. You have to actually fly into the thing. Uh, and there's the... Uh, well, they, they learned from their mistake last time. You don't want just somebody just throwing something random down a, a hole and blowing everything up. you got to fly all the way into the center. Yeah, you got you to make them work for it. Uh, so... They flew in, and then they blow up the middle thing, which makes the whole top part come off from the pivot of the top of the ceiling. Um, that's not where that would pivot from, I don't think. But anyway, uh, 
that kind of gets ahead of the other part of this because with all the other intercutting, I got carried away and <laughs> forgot to <laughs> forgot to go back to an important plot point. Um, where, which, uh, where Vader is skulking around looking for Luke and uh, Luke is hiding in the dark. Yeah, and then... And then his, his thoughts betray him, which mm-hmm. is another thing they say, and he, he finds out about Leia. Sister. So oh, you, have you have a, a twin, twin sister. sister. How about that? You know what? I'm going to go kill her after this. How about that? To which uh, Luke well, just completely kill, flips out. N- not kill, but if, if you cannot be turned, then perhaps she will. And then, uh, no! And then, dun, dun, dun. And there's like the slashing stuff and crashing things, and then bang, 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 and then... He falls over, and he's wheezing and stuff, and then he chops off his hand. Yeah, Luke goes rabid, and yeah. uh, he, he gets real violent and, and t- takes Vader down, because he's using the hate, and he's got a lot of it, and uh, he cuts his hand off. Yeah, and then uh, the Emperor's like, good, good, finish him. Um, and uh, uh, Luke, of course, sees the missing hand with the robot part sticking out, and he uh, hears the sound effects of his hand, uh, squeezing inside the glove, and he realizes... <laughs> if the close-up shot wasn't enough for us, he holds his hand up and looks at it, and we yeah. see, oh yeah, it's that again, right? Yeah, and then he realizes that he won't be like his father. Uh, and so he he chucks his lightsaber off to the side. He's he's like, you failed your highness. I'm a Jedi uh, master, like my father before idea. me. Could have just like turned it off and put it back in his pocket. Well, he probably didn't know the guy shot lightning out of his hands. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> he was he was ill prepared for uh the lightning hands. Yeah, yeah, you're your Deus Ex Emperor. Um and so uh the the Emperor's like so be it, Jedi. Uh and they uh fires off the stuff well they cut off to other things, but we already covered that. So <laughs> let me just get past that. Back to the part where he, he shoots him with the lightning. He does some finger guns and then he he, <laughs> he he makes a little bit more of a violent gesture with his hand. Finger there's, guns. There's, there's there's lightning coming out of it. Yeah, and it, he so, didn't say pew pew or anything. Oh, he basically did finger guns to start there. Uh and uh the the optical lightning I, I still like it um oh yeah it looks great i mean it doesn't look like lightning looks but it looks interesting because it's like magic lightning so who cares if it's, if it's like real lightning bolt? it's the force yeah it's force lightning yeah exactly that's the spirit dan make excuses for him um <laughs> just kidding <laughs> he's, really he's like an him. old he's an old man just let him feel good yeah and so uh he's electrocuting him a lot just a whole lot of it really um and uh you know, he'll pay the price for his lack of vision, etc. Uh, and uh, the whole entire time, Vader's like, hey, I'm going to look at Luke and some lights will strobo across my uh, messed up helmet. And then I'll look over at the Emperor, some lights will strobe across, and then I'll look back at Luke. <laughs> this happens a couple times. I actually really, I like, I like the dynamic tension and the build up here and the cutting. I think it all works really well. And then, you know, he, he you know, Luke is pleading like, father, please. And then, Vader finally picks him up and throws him over the side. Unfortunately for everyone on the planet Earth, they are oh. stuck with this wonderful addition. Uh, so bad. I got so angry because I had forgotten that they added this. It's I, I, so bad. I, I, I didn't even I, – I didn't buy the Blu-rays when they came out in 2011, so I didn't know about the fan outrage that apparently occurred at the time, but I sure found out about it now because <laughs> I watched it, and I was like, what is this? Like, this wasn't even in the special edition. It was something that he, that he added later. It wasn't in It wasn't in the 2004 version. It was it, when he added, you know, Hayden Christensen, which we'll get to later, but it, this, this is another, another change, another 
freaking change where he added James Earl Jones going, no, no, the whole, and it was just like, why, why? I know you want to like cap it off and tie it in with the horrible no that no one likes from the other version of this that you did in, in, in episode three. Um, so good job taking something we really like and tying it to something we really hate. Uh, that's, that's, that's a nice little package you, you put together for us, uh, Lucas. Um, I, has, I, he, has he not heard of show don't tell like you know he's looking around like in three different cuts or something and then he picks him up and he throws him we don't really need to hear him say I decide no and then I'm going to yell no more loudly as I throw him down the pit I, I'm so angry by this so whole bad. exchange because it was completely clear that Vader objected to the Emperor <laughs> There's no yeah, part of this. He killed was, him. There was no part of this that was subtle. It was like, oh, maybe he secretly agreed with the emperor the whole entire time he was throwing him off the ledge to his death. <laughs> uh, I, I don't understand why he, he he totally marred the ending of this with that. It, yeah, it, 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 was, it really ruins it. It's pretty bad. Yeah, um, unforgivable. But uh, but anyway, he's dead. <laughs> There's stuff that flies up out of the thing, and then Vader's still wheezing. Um, and now he can't pick up things anymore because he got uh, all of his electrical bits um, zapped. Yeah, so uh, presumably it was um, the Emperor's Force Lightning that engulfed him, which is the reason that it messed up his uh, his breathing apparatus. Yeah, you, I mean, there's those parts where you can like see his skull like an x-ray or something through, his, yeah. through the thing. Um, so yeah, it was, there was a lot of zapping, uh, which messed him up. And he already wasn't in great shape from exerting himself so thoroughly. I mean, uh, but he, already, he only lost a hand previously. I mean, maybe, like, the hand is, like, an opening and the lightning got in through there and sort of short-circuited all of his wiring. No, I mean, he got, like, zapped in the helmet and stuff. But it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. And he's, he, he's, he's, you know, more machine now than man. And machinery, not, not so fond of being near electrical things that are <laughs> unshielded. Uh, you know, Luke knowing that he should have just came back with like a little pocket-sized EMP, and he's like, "Really? You want to face off? Click this little button, and then Vader just sort of like falls down, and he can't move any of his limbs." Well, he didn't want to kill him. No, oh, why? Well, oh, maybe I guess it would have killed him. Yeah, it would have, because like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with his dad, but he's got like a whole bunch of stuff on the middle of his body and like around his <laughs> head and stuff. Like, um, I think that's near some vital organs. Uh, so he's he's not in the best shape after this. Uh, and, uh, back with the, the rebel fleet, they're, they're still fighting the star destroyers and stuff. And, uh, Admiral Akbar's like, concentrate all firepower on that super star destroyer. And, uh, they do. And they blow up the shield for the bridge, which apparently was the big ball thing that was on the top. And, uh, Admiral Piet's like, uh, you know, reinforce the forward batteries. I don't want anything to get through. Um, and then, uh, that, that doesn't happen. Because <laughs> that guy in the A-wing, um, flies right into the bridge but not actually into the bridge just like in a way that photographically prints some fire <laughs> on top of it um and then uh the that blows up the bridge a lot a whole bunch and then that makes the thing steer into the death star somehow mm-hmm. for the reasons that are not clear to anyone <laughs> and then it explodes uh immediately upon contact sure mm-hmm and then they blow up the Death Star, too, and then they, they, they race out of the tunnel, chased by the fire. Yeah. So it's a good day for them, really. Uh, but back inside uh, the Death Star, there's the hangar and stuff, and, like, all the alarms are going off, and all the people are running around in the hangar bay, and uh, Luke is taking Vader to a ship. 
He's uh, trying. And, he's, he's, he's doing a pretty terrible job of dragging him out of there, which, you know, he can use the force to, to lift the next wing, uh, but he can't, you know, carry his dad to a ship. Yeah, I, I, I don't get it, especially since, like, there are all those other people there. You'd be like, hey, uh, help Lord Vader? Nope. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, this uh, is your boss. Help him. Yeah, uh, it, it doesn't matter. Um, so and maybe they're all like, oh, finally, that guy's in trouble. <laughs> maybe he'll die, and then I won't have to deal with that performance review you gave me. Um, so <laughs> they, they, they get to uh, the shuttle ramp. And then Vader's like, uh, it's too late. I'm totally going to die. Take off this helmet. I just want to look at you with my own eyes. And then sure enough, his own eyes are not David Prowse's, not James Earl Jones, uh, but Sebastian Shaw. And then we're just like, oh, hello, British actor. (laughs) That that we didn't ever, ever infer would be inside of the suit. (laughs) I mean, his Uh, voice is almost sort of kind of close to the way James Earl Jones said things. If you like pitched him down three octaves, but he has, he has an accent that Vader didn't really have. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) he dies. And then we're like, Oh, Oh, too bad for him. Maybe he'll come back as a forest ghost unless he's edited out of the movie. Um, but then, (laughs) uh, Luke still hauls his body down for a funeral thing later. Uh, Death Star blows up. Uh, Praxis ring again, because why not? Um, Steal some more from Star Trek, George Lucas. Steal it all. Uh, (laughs) They they, uh, all celebrate, and there's fireworks and stuff from X-Wings, and there's all the tree villages having, like, little campsite fires, and everything's great now, and confetti on all these planets where people are just having a grand old time they they were all gathered in their various times squares watching on large led screens as this battle was going down presumably i don't know what was happening exactly they they were all happy about it though they they, they were huddled around their transistor radios listening to the play-by-play it's really just i i just don't i don't care for it and i don't care like they used to have this music uh at the end which was an ewok like music thing where the ewoks were singing and it was the song and it was like yub nub and uh they just go yub nub a bunch <laughs> and so that was the thing but now it's this sort of like generic like folksy kind of 90s thing because of course that was when john williams rescored the ending of this at george lucas's request uh and and it, it's it's it just doesn't fit with everything else i i i i, I mean i'm not in love with yub nub but but, <laughs> but uh it, it it doesn't gel with the rest of the film yeah it's weird i mean it it it, it feels very prequels especially because you've got those shots that look like the prequels and then just trying to prequelize the ending there, and it's just yeah, it's not good. And then, you know, you get you get the Viking funeral with uh, with Vader, and uh, and then he walks around the corner to see the the Force ghosts, and you get, of course, Obi Wan and uh, Yoda. Yoda, and uh, and then Hayden Christensen, and we all shout and throw things at our TV. Yeah, who who was added in two thousand four? Which Before is like that- I'm watching this, and since again we're watching this in chronological order, I. If I didn't know any better, I'd be like, who the hell is this person? That's, yes. That, that has nothing to do with anything that we just watched in the past three movies. Nope. But George Lucas intends it to be viewed in chronological order as it currently exists at one of the points when he's re-edited everything. <laughs> like, uh, it's like, you know, he should have added in another, like, close-up shot where Luke took, like, an old high school photo out of his jacket of, like, young Vader and his... and. uh, uh 
Natalie Portman just sort of in happier times together. I I just I don't I don't like it. And also on another level, it's also very strange. Like how we were talking about how uh, Luke killed all those people at the beginning of the movie, but everyone was totally fine with it. All those bystanders and stuff uh, in his elaborate plan that didn't really need to unfold that way. Uh, but th- at, those were monsters. Those weren't adorable people. Yes. But but at the end here, uh, we have Hayden Christensen hanging out with Obi-Wan and Yoda like nothing bad has ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I killed one of you. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Also, also he's, he's the one who gets to be young. And uh, Obi Wan and Yoda are still older. Is that is that supposed to be because if they um, if they replaced Alec Guinness with 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 Ewan McGregor, I would have flipped. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, did they do that? Like trying to pretend that like that's the last position they were in when they were good. Like you know, Obi Wan was good right up until he died. Yoda was good when he when he died, but um, when he turned to the dark side and no longer became Anakin, he was that young age, and that's that's how they're trying to retcon it. I'm assuming that's George Lucas's intention because previously it was Sebastian Shaw and he was dressed in similar Jedi robe garb to the others, um, which wouldn't really have made any sense because obviously Sebastian Shaw wasn't in the previous movies before he turned into Vader. Uh, so, so there's that. Mm. It's uh, it's 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 maddening. 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 Mm-hmm. I, I, I hate seeing Hayden Christensen in this movie. Anyway. Um, so t- you, you, don't, you don't find him endearing? You don't love every performance he's ever had, been, been a part of? No, I think I told you he was fine in Jumper, because that, that, <laughs> that, movie, that movie fit him. Because um, it was terrible? <laughs> you, all uh, you ever told me is that he didn't like the movie. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's entertaining. It's not a good oh, movie. Okay. It's, it's a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I was going to ask you... Um, You've seen Clerks, right? Yes, of course. Uh, what What do you think about the fact that the second unfinished Death Star would likely have had a lot of independent contractors on it who were just innocent bystanders that were killed by the rebellion? Well, I think that's a bummer, but you know you gotta <laughs> you gotta anticipate these sorts of things. It happened once already; it could happen again. Got to take out the appropriate kinds of life insurance. Hmm. So you think it's 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 probably both the case that. There are a lot of uh, innocent independent contractors that were killed in this movie, and it's okay because they had to know what they were getting into. I mean, you know, you're going to take a job working on a Death Star, then that's what you're going to wind up risking. Because, I mean, if you get a job, you know, as an alligator handler, and then an alligator Let's just say you happen to fix a certain type of power coupler, and your company gets a gig where you got to do a bunch of power couplers, and you're not really entirely certain who it's for, and then you just you show up to work and you do your thing. You're not entirely certain who it is, but your boss told you you got to work on this this thing here, and then uh, and then I, it's, uh, a bunch of punks come in and blow it up. I don't really know how you sign a contract to work for the imperial government. Um, without knowing that you're working for the imperial government? Well, sure, the foreman would do that, but, you know, all the people who work for him, not necessarily. They're okay. just, you know, everyday tradesmen. Okay. Well, they were, free, free market, Dan. you got to vote with your, your feet or something. <laughs> they were just, they were mercilessly murdered by all of these punks. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't, I don't anyway, care. <laughs> I have was, no uh, sympathy for them. I have more sympathy for the poor people on the sailing barge. <laughs> <laughs> you just like the blue guy. Yeah, I mean, poor blue guy. Max Rebo or whatever. Yeah. Max Rebo and the, the, the Job the of the Hut band. Blue plushy elephant. <laughs> anyway. 
the 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 Jedi have returned. Well, I mean, there's like one of them, but mm-hmm. uh, the, it's it, they're back. Well, I mean, Jedi is you know singular and plural. I suppose it is. <laughs> you didn't have a witty retort for that one, I, did you? I got I, I got nothing. It's uh, that's sure. how that made up word works, Dan. <laughs> Return of the singular one Jedi. Uh huh. Because mm. Yoda died. Yeah. And then there were none. Because he hadn't finished his, uh, he wasn't officially a Jedi until he faced Vader. So there was like, uh, there was like a six-hour period where there were no Jedi in the universe. Well, he was a Jedi Knight, but he wasn't a Jedi Master. Oh, is that is that is that how it goes? Well, he was calling himself a Jedi Knight, right? But uh, but uh, Yoda said he wasn't one yet. It was said he wasn't a Jedi yet, but I don't. I don't really know. It doesn't seem like the commission who would normally hand out the titles is in operation at this stage in the Star Wars universe. So maybe you can just kind of do what you want. <laughs> they don't have uh, a bunch of uh, meetings with uh, people sitting in a circle, either partially holograms or actually there talking about whether or not somebody can or will be a master. Yeah, no. Um, I, Those are fascinating scenes, by the way. Just fascinating. I, I, I'm really... We're doing those, right? We're we're doing that, is that yeah yeah I mean okay I just want to make sure did you actually commit to doing that for next week sure I mean the anger is just going to flow through us but mm-hmm. it's going to be there it's going to swell in you okay <laughs> it's, 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 uh, I don't know why he says that it's such a weird line <laughs> I, it, it's, he's, he's retaining hate water oh <laughs> too much salt um so <laughs> the, uh, this is so dumb um the <laughs> Uh, we we are ridiculous people, Dan. And yeah, well, th- what are you gonna do? Uh, uh, end the podcast. Looking forward to uh, what happens after this uh, in like the actual universe. I, I'm curious to see where Episode Seven uh, picks up. I will. We'll save that table that discussion for now because I have some opinions about things and I'm becoming less certain about how excited I am. Um, even though I wasn't like super thrilled to begin with. Uh, Is it the Burger King tie-ins? No, it's just, it's just sort of a general sense that's building in me. Um, of, of dread. Is it swelling in you? No, no, no. Um, general senses don't, d- don't swell, but specific senses swell. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Promoted from captain sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to use to sum up Return of the Jedi? No. Is this still your favorite? Um, you know, I kind of want to seek out the despecialized or whatever to watch because I feel like when I watch this, I just get really angry because yeah. <laughs> there's so much of it that he that he just dicked around with. Um, but uh, uh, maybe maybe I'll feel feel m- more appreciative if i if i watch the the other one uh but i i mean i still like all the stuff with the emperor i still like all the space battle cutting around back and forth i think that the tension works um the ewoks no matter what cut of the movie you're, you're watching are always going to seem like underpowered comic relief that takes out an imperial force against all odds um but i i can kind of look past that for the other two-thirds of this that i like uh but but we'll see hmm your final verdict? If I have to actually pick a whole movie without any sort of explanation, um, I think I'll probably have to go with Empire. 
just on the whole, just be, mostly because if didn't, I get... Didn't you say you didn't like it last week? No. I don't think I... <laughs> I don't think I said that, but if if I had to pick a favorite of the of the original trilogy, I think it would probably be Empire. And a lot of the a lot of that has to do with just you know a lot of some of the clunky directing and weird storytelling, and especially all of the stuff that he has ruined in this movie. But you know, as you pointed out, the end battle and all of the Emperor stuff in this movie is hands down the best of best portion of all of the original trilogy for me because the Emperor is great. The the lightsaber battle is actually good to watch the space battle is well choreographed and good the you you know the intercutting with the ewok stuff is less than uh thrilling but the the emperor stuff there at the end with vader is great and that's uh, that for me is like the best chunk of all three of the original trilogy but that that does not overcome a lot of the ridiculousness in jabba's palace and on the ewok stuff and all of that so yeah so then you have to default yourself back to empire where they mostly just changed (laughs) adding more best been establishing shots and vistas out of windows Yeah, just in terms of a uh, better made film. But um Oh, yeah. oh, oh, follow up from our last episode. The uh remember the shuttle shot and I told you that was not originally in it, uh that that he added that for the special edition mm-hmm. and I made fun of it for being like Vader parking his car, like we totally didn't need to see that. Yeah. Apparently that's unused footage from Return of the Jedi for one of the angles of Vader landing uh in the shuttle bay. So it was <laughs> it was it was just that that is literally where he got it from um just scraped it out of some some b-roll uh good good job george i mean you don't want to waste any of that footage because that's it's it's painstakingly put together yeah i mean how else are you going to explain how vader went up and parked his car uh on the superstar destroyer because that would that was so clunky and awkward before anyway well, so he, he he likes uh ships pulling into docking bays it's it's a thing that he apparently enjoys so the more the merrier i guess yeah well hopefully that's not a euphemism um so <laughs> the end the ship swelled into the docking nope, bay nope 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 i sang over it you can't you can't leave it in you can't you can't do it who need that no 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 oh lawa who need that